y'all know um my name is quincy jones go yeah and uh what this is this is the quincy jones show oh okay, okay. um i'm your host your confidant mm-hmm. uh one of the guys that gets you through uh every wrestling week mm-hmm. uh day by day headline by headline and might i add i also produced the title track but to my right the guy who makes it so much easier to do this on a weekly basis my tag team partner perhaps the world's greatest tag team partner if you will yes the only hip-hop hybrid in existence in the world of pro wrestling and hip-hop and one time he got to perform live in atlanta and flew over north carolina it's not true it's not true it's not true let's talk lesnar we hear that capping for the people hey no cap you cap man you man (laughs) people ask me if i'm gonna cap and i go no i don't think i will (laughs) boom if you if if you know you know but what's good man mm -hmm. quincy jones show uh got a little bit of news here um uh, this, this is actually not just regular wrestling news though okay uh first and foremost there's uh two congratulations in hand mm-hmm. found out i mean no i meant to bring some news to this before as he is an alumni here on quincy jones show mm-hmm. but now i got a little bit more information it is leo rush and his wife that are going to be uh welcoming another addition to the family and oh, is, okay. they just got news and the agenda revealed that it will be a boy coming back into the household okay i think he may have two already yeah, I, I and, believe and if, so. And if it's a, then he just he's he making a stable. Yeah, he making a stable, y'all. But you know, also <laughs> worth noting is he did just go back to the Blackheart version of himself. Yeah, he actually had a match. Um, I believe it was at Game Changer. Yeah, I, it's Game Changer and another one. I've noticed though he's been definitely hitting his rounds on the indie circuit. Yeah, he's been doing yeah. MLW too. He mm-hmm. did just drop a new promo. Uh, I mean, doing doing what he does. <laughs> why you ask me? Why am I sitting in this thousand dollar car? <laughs> I'm about to hit the studio. Yeah, about to make a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I love, I love it, I love yeah. it. You know what I mean? Miss but, that uh, energy, man. Miss yeah, that I energy. do. I really do like that because it reminds me. I'm like, man, this guy had had great promos because he made you laugh, but it was also like mm-hmm. annoying at the same time. Yeah. But just I don't know, man. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get a congratulations to him and his family. But also, uh, of course, another congratulations in order because we did get, uh, I guess, the the coming of the the the, the royal son, yes, <laughs> so to speak. The men had a boy, actually, no, or a girl. See, that's the thing. Everyone was saying that originally because the, the name was already out there. I believe it's Rue. Yeah, it looks like it's Rue, not Roe. Yeah. Like like almost like Lash Larue. That's what yeah. maybe I was like. Okay, yeah. got got that little uh, you know that 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 little uh, Irish twang. Yeah, you know what very saying? true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was crazy because uh, I guess at first it was said that that name was a, a boy's name, but they they welcome they welcome a girl. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed on Raw. They they said they welcomed a baby girl. But either way, whatever whatever they want to be, the man, the girl, the baby girl, the baby man, I don't mm-hmm. care. It's just great. It's healthy. Man, it's here. You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously the memes came out like wildfire. Hey, buddy, uh, uh, you ready to go to work in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> it's like of course. as soon as the baby drops and breathes air, yeah. right? Uh, but yeah, congratulations to the man and the man, mm-hmm. um, you know, welcoming the baby into the world. Um, and 
not to be you know flipping entirely on the other side of the spectrum as far as happiness mm. you know hand in hand with grief and whatnot uh many people have just uh been you know figuring out and putting together that santana has not been showing up on uh, a aw uh, yeah, dynamite what's going on uh, for a couple weeks i heard that it's not injury related it's not covid related but it was uh personal reasons and he actually put up a post want to give our condolences out to him he uh he already lost his father earlier this year and it's oh, kind of sad wow. he actually lost his stepfather Ooh. uh just uh, recently as well that's tough um yeah you know what i mean you gotta give your heart out to that guy because he was you know staying at home you know staying close to home wrestling out there mm-hmm. uh uh you know with a uh, uh, hog and everything and yeah. you know, obviously doing uh running making his runs with ortiz and uh, you know other places too. But, you know that was one of their home bases. Obviously, obviously uh, wrestling out of uh, New York and everything, represented for New York. So mm. um, it just yeah, it's sad. You know this is uh, the second you know big death in his family. Uh, as far as I know, it could be more. I just you know it's not for my yeah personal, it's a, yeah that you know kind of I mean? stuff's but, not going to make uh, wrestling news radar per se. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and it's not for me to even stack up either. It's just yeah. to let you know that you know he is hurting. It's Show happening. him some love. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I heard he he's been getting a lot of support before. Uh, the fans really knew what was going on. He let them in on what was going on. So, I mean, I'm happy to know that that side of wrestling fandom still exists because, you know, how many times up and down this year we've talked about the toxicity and all that stuff. That's oh, been too many times to count, man. Uh, around not even just the controversies that's been coming in the pro wrestling as well, but just, you know, ever since this quote-unquote war or battle of brands started between, you know, uh, AEW and WWE, it's been, you know, it's getting, been getting ugly, you know, yep. so, yep. Um, but it was great to know that, like, people like that uh, still exist and whatnot, you know what I mean, so, um, but yeah, I did think it was important just to shine a little bit of light in those things. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I saw, I mean, that's all I really got on, on the, I mean, the only other thing I got, I don't, I mean, I guess is, you know, there was some reports supposedly saying that there was some early uh, uh Match focuses going into WrestleMania 37, and supposedly, you know, Goldberg and Roman, I think, were still on there. Yeah, I mean, um, Goldberg, who just appeared on the bump, actually threw some shots at Roman, saying that he he stole his move years ago, and he said he he doesn't do it half as good and never has. And I was like, come on, man, like. <laughs> First of all, I may be gray, I may be old, but I'm still Goldberg. Oh, like, bro, like, okay, you're as good. As guys like The Fiend and Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar allow yes. you to be. Not yeah. make you look, allow you to be. Because well, let's make it clear. It don't yeah. matter how old you are. You're Greyberg now, bro. You do not belong in a wrestling ring no well, matter not even what this man thinks. He's always but you're had, getting paid, and that's fine. He's always had physical limitations. Very much. You know what I mean? Like He's Most never been a, a, a solid all-around, like, he has never been a five-tool player, as they say. You, no, know? you know what I mean? Like, and I dare say I've never really fully encompassed him in that, like, under that wrestler moniker because you, yeah. he just always seemed like a half, one foot in, one foot out kind of guy. You know, one that took himself too seriously while getting the push of the century. You know, for more than most, but. That's so crazy. I mean, you took my move. You know how many people do the spear? Well, now? I was about to Ladies, say like how many like, how many people like like I was I gonna mean, say female talent alone. Before I mean, I Roman was thinking came. Caitlin. Like, I was even thinking of like you know Rhino was there. Yep. I dare Rhino may have even been doing the gore before Goldberg I, was on the scene, but I don't know. I, w- I would I d- say he it's did. really close. It's really yeah. close up there. You know, that's like 98, 99. Yeah, true. So, I, but even then, he ain't come after him. He ain't come after Bobby Lashley. Who been using it? He ain't and coming after Moose. I just don't know exactly, like, and, and you know, I just don't know. Matt Jackson ain't nowhere on his list. Nope, Trent. You know, you Trent know. nowhere. But it makes you me know? wonder. Like, I don't know, man. 
It just seems Where's petty. Where's the edge at? Seems petty, like, and it's definitely designated for Roman. I did, I mean, if this does happen, I wouldn't be surprised. I did hear the big rumor. They're going to try to push back, uh, you know, the one that was going to be in Hollywood, WrestleMania, I mean, a whole year. And sounds like they didn't come back to Tampa since they didn't do it last year. So it sounds like they're trying to get the reason. That kind of makes the, me the, mad, the, though. The, I'm not going to lie. Like, like the it fact does. That, like, like, they're like, well, we, we didn't get ours. I'm like, but it's been in Florida more times than we can count in the last five years. And not that it has been in L.A., Like, all but up yeah. and down. But, like, when's the last yeah. time a WrestleMania's been in California? I'd say 21, 22? Uh, probably, yeah. Those are 21 for sure. Yeah. But, I, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, dude, that's almost 10 well, years ago. And then the one that was in San Fran when that uh, new. Yeah, that, I guess that's 31. Yeah, so yeah. I think that was what, when Brian, that was that WrestleMania? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. I don't. I mean, no, 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 no. That was that was thirty. Oh, you're that right. Was you're thirty right. in yeah, New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So I don't. I don't know, man. It's um, Sting was there though, wasn't that when we? Or no, no, no. no. See, that's a different one too. I'm thinking about. Was that the one with Seth and Triple H? I think with it, that non sanctioned. You know uh, I it's tough. I'm a, we gonna look it up. <laughs> no, it may be Seth with the heist of the century. Then, huh? Yeah, that I was thinking that might have been it. Like, may, possibly, you know what I mean? But either way, yeah. I mean, another one that they said was, uh, I think it was. What they say, Drew, which it makes sense, but then I'm trying to figure out how they get there. It was like a, a triple threat mm-hmm. where uh, it, it was said uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Drew is McIntyre. McIntyre, Lesnar, and Keith Lee. You're right. WrestleMania 31, sir. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 31, Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California. Figured, yeah, yeah, boy. Um, yeah, Reigns and Goldberg, uh, Edge and, and Orton, and then a new interesting twist with McIntyre, Lesnar, and Keith Lee. Supposedly in a triple threat. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, <sighs> WrestleMania is supposed to be the fantasy booking, I guess. So I could see that happening, and it would be good for Keith Lee. But I don't know. I I, I haven't been consistently watching main roster stuff, so I don't know if the temperature is right for that sort of thing. But I could see why. I mean, the brush and shoulders are all big people, and obviously, I. I want to see Keith Lee try to get hands on Brock. I don't know what happened. This but. could be the fastest push towards the title if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Or, I mean, put quickest push towards a, a WrestleMania outside of Austin Theory, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it was worth uh, – I don't know if you saw this. I know we're about to get into uh, War Games right now. but there, were, there was the actual – I don't know if it was a Chronicle. I think it was a Chronicle. Uh, you know, the WWE yeah, with, always does. Yeah, Keith Lee. It was really good. It was it really good. Like it looked like it, but I, um, I, I will say I was like, damn, already? I, you know I, was, what I, mean? I was like, saying the same thing, but it, I mean, even so, there were certain things that made you really think twice about what they're doing with them on the main roster because you actually see Vince interact with him. Oh, okay. And the stuff that he's telling him. Okay. And the things that he's taken from it, you're like, oh, okay. Because he, he even said, like, he's like, he's like, if this man wanted me to fucking demolish his whole industry, I'm going to fucking do it. And just walks off screen. I was like, because the way that he was talking to him, like, like he could tell that he had a lot of. Uh, confidence like, in him yeah. and where, where he sees him going, yeah, and what he sees him becoming. His trajectory, and yeah. All and that, and yeah. He, he said, like he said, you, you could. He, he basically said the opposite of what everyone else has been saying is like, for this guy, I've been running. I mean, he hasn't taken a day off in what forty years. Like you would think that his his passion for creativity and wrestling business has kind of like you know gotten peaked at yeah, least. Yeah, you know what I mean? And plateaued. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. But he said that you could still. He's like he he has a. A passion for this, you could see it. He says it through his eyes. Is, is the way he said it. Oh, but, okay. Uh, the thing I didn't like about the Chronicle is the fact that they did have Mia Yim in it, which is fine. But 
they just exposed her as you know as maybe as, they, uh, that's why they thought okay we could we could roll that trigger. now yeah yeah, yeah. I mean because now it's like well now they're both on the main roster we know one's one of them and one of them is reckoning who also just suffered another loss uh, so on, on Raw. Let so me ask, did Reckoning come, or Mia or Reckoning No, come, she came back with the mask with on. With the mask, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I need to know. And I think yeah. the props people made sure that it was snug, yeah, you know, because it wasn't moving. It wasn't moving. But, you know, Dana Brooke was looking kind of good uh, for a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, promo was actually kind of cool for a change. Okay. Um, there were some things that happened on Raw. I mean, the best thing that happened on Raw was that it went off the air with The Fiend. Uh, it was Bray Wyatt taking on... Randy and just a regular match. Yeah, I heard match. about it. Yeah, and uh, then, Bill Cosby uh, sweater. Yeah, they, they did some of that camera magic. Yeah, where he, you know, lights went out and he was the fiend, right? Yeah, but it was a matter of like seconds. That's what there I heard. There was no way he could have pulled it off. So it was really interesting to see how they made it work. But it, hey, he, they went off the air with him mandible clawing the shit out of Randy, and I was like, that's what I'm looking for right there. Yeah, we need to that's get back to that. Yeah, you know. Who knows? Um, but uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, more stuff on the uh, NXT side, because obviously we have some um, review, some review. You know what? I'll give them credit. They didn't do a regular uh, post uh, NXT pay per view um, show like they usually do, which is you know. Yeah, it, it had stuff, but it without that stuff, it kind of was. Yeah, they well, you know <laughs> usually they'll show the the matches that warmed up the, the live crowd. Yeah, it's from the, it's, yeah, it's yeah. more recap and yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah and, and, and um, uh, but you know what, War Games was uh it was good. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah. Um. Uh. Again, you know, we first of all, I want to give myself a pat on the back because the way that I, I posted up the predictions, I didn't realize. I had the match order exactly right, so that was and, cool. And let me go ahead and pat myself on the back, because when we were doing those uh, choices, I was the one that started with that order. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you nah, did. Man, you're just going to take it away? I'm going to take right, it away, man. because right, you know right. what? You already got technical points on the bets, man. Technical lesson. Let's <laughs> go. By the way, let me just uh, start off by saying you're new. Mm. KJS Predictions Undisputed Champion. I'm about to just like it's been jump a while. out of this division. It's just hey, it's been a while. Hot potatoing way too much what for do you my mean? taste, dog. Like, first of all, it's been, it, it was good that you and Mark finally got you know. Uh, I, I I just it's been over here for a while, but you know they say that uh, possession is not what uh, nine tenths. No, it's a I got it. I'm saying it's been a while since it's been over here. Which oh, is why I'm oh, saying okay. I thought you said it is nine tenths of the law. I thought you said it had been sitting here for a while. Oh, before yeah. before it got to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, inactive. It, it it was like the FTW title. It's some outlaw shit. Until you guys wanted to actually uh, take me up on it. Yep. But you know, um, yeah, you won predictions. You we got we. It. Hey, it's been a while, like I said, because I've been losing like hell on the flow show. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Act like you've been there before, buddy. I mean, <laughs> it's been a while, buddy. I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been me all year. Nah, I, no, I no. I think I mean when I won it in the middle of the year was from you. I believe so. Well, I mean, yeah, and I think t- Mark yeah. won it from you too. No, he beat you clean. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, Bass count, dirty I finish. doubt it. I doubt a dusty, dusty finish. finish. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it nah. all, done it all. Oh yeah, but no, nah, uh, yeah, I agree. Started man. It, off it, with the women's town. I was just gonna say, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I was wondering which one's gonna kick it off because that's usually how they do it. They bookend them, you know. Uh, one man, one women's. But uh, yeah, you're right. We teamed. Uh, uh, we kicked it off. Team Candice going against Team Shotzi. Um, you know. Uh, you, you had Candice with her team with, uh, I believe it was Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, and, of course, Raquel Gonzalez going against Team Shotzi. Shotzi, Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, and Io Shirai. Um, I yeah. was hoping that tank would be a little bigger, though. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the way I think everyone got a visual from that last vignette made it sound like, okay, we all going to come in riding on it. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I thought. So when it came out, I felt it was like. No lie. I'd see uh, that. I would see that movie. I would cool. watch that movie. I, bro, I'm telling you, last week we were talking about those four are like Ninja Turtles. And yeah. I feel like them as some sort of heist crew. I could see uh, it. Yeah, it, it definitely. I mean, they all got different color hair. It, it makes sense, man. And like, they, they all they bring some. The, you know, you got. I mean, they all fierce in their own way. And like, you know, she got like the handicap because she don't speak perfect English. But mm-hmm. that's what also makes her dangerous. Yeah, and her actions translate you know what I mean? very clear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boy. I but, I like them for like I, yeah. it's, it's weird because like I I dare say those are probably gonna be the core four in the next couple months. Like as far as like uh, key people that are gonna you know either be putting people over yeah or or going for that championship. But you know if you think about it, she kind of set herself up with three competitors outside. Of, well, I guess when you take out Rhea because she's been up and down with her already. Mm-hmm. You got two on her on her own team, and then you got the other four that were on you know who she was against. Maybe even Indy. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? No, but, yeah, you know. And, and that was the thing, too, was I, I went back and forth with the formation of Candace's team because um, I missed a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes little promos, like, you know, how we found out Johnny hated wheels and stuff like that. Like, you really got, had to stay on because I never – I felt like I never formally saw when Shotzi challenged uh, Candace to war games. It felt like it was just like there's a girls' war games that's going to happen. And like it just felt like a rumor almost, you know, in the way it was being presented on, on on TV. But I thought Indy was going to get a good look. But then I was I remember being worried about well, you got Indy and Raquel in there, who I don't think have the same experience. But in terms of in the public eye, they haven't gotten over over yet. So I was worried about that. So when they did exchange it for Tony, I thought that was interesting. But Indy still got involved, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, she, there was there was yeah spots galore in this well, thing. Well, I huh? mean, I, I mean, when you bring up Indy, like, how do I not bring up one of my favorite spots perhaps throughout the entire night? And I was the eclipse on Dakota Kai on those Whew. chairs, bro. Yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't really know what cool. she was going for, and then when I was like, wait, is she? And then you just saw her just pretty much tip over and fly over the chairs. I'm like, yeah, I think Dakota's hurt. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think she's a little hurt. I mean, just you know. just a wee bit. Yeah, because she was she was getting tossed. You know, she and was getting dude. I mean, with that, that the ball peen hammer out of nowhere. I was gonna say that toolbox itself was just like yeah for to them, be entered for, in the women's. I was just like because oh, that was, was that Shotzi that no no it wasn't even it was, Shotzi. Uh, no, it was Rhea Ripley. It was Rhea Ripley that no no wait it. no wait I think it was Shotzi. She brought it in, but I think Ripley's the one that that opened it and pulled that mallet out. Or that that what's that ball what, peen hammer? Or I mean, whatever I, I mean, I got that from uh, from Taz back in the uh, aces, <laughs> the aces and eights days, uh. yeah, in TNA. But I mean, it was definitely you know, it was one of those things where they didn't want to call it what it was. Yeah, on on commentary, they just because you, you know Triple H has a hammer, so they can't call it a hammer. I mean that, and they don't want kids to be like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, let's go to Dad's garage yeah, and, and 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 have fun with this. Free, I mean, yeah. You, know, you imagine, oh, we gotta have a cage match now, Dakota's, and there's a hammer in the middle. Dakota's all, she's still fine. She's still in one right? piece, right? Exactly. Even though she, t- I think she took it on the back and the stomach. She, but yeah, she one, took that gut well, shot from. I, I mean, one thing I thought that was cool too, not to interrupt you, was no, no, Ripley had a really cool spot where she ripped her belt off. Oh yeah, and then like wrapped it around her shoulders and kind of did like a what I would say a modified like Al Snow short arm headbutt yeah, type of deal. Yeah, that was a different, and, and then whipped the her situation. into the wall. I was like, damn, yo, yo this mean, is getting no and, and, and that was like really early before hey, war games started. Like like we're all eight were in there. So I thought this is this gonna get worse. I'm taking my hat off that I'm actually wearing these women they 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 went to war one hundred percent. I mean uh some I mean I I feel like the only reason why the men went as long as they did is because they were like, not to be outdone. Yeah, for <laughs> You know real. what I mean? But everybody had shine. Like, everybody was getting their ass for, but everybody got shine. Like, even Raquel was looking good. 
uh, I mean, one of the examples we're bringing up is you know when Io Shirai finally got you know her spot mm-hmm. into the uh, into the match, like she couldn't even get in because you had Raquel and Tony Storm running interference. Yeah, they were like what, um, locking the door with a belt yeah. and blocking her, and just just, just, just really holding, blocking and just her, holding, yeah, holding yeah. the door closed too, mm-hmm. just like. You know, and, and, you know, you I think they used some chairs to hit her off, you know, from climb, to try to prevent her from climbing. Or was it candlesticks? Yeah. I think they were using the candlesticks. And then she even, like, grabbed the candlestick from the other side, but then she kind of got outsmarted and then she got pulled right yeah, into the cage exactly. door. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, not so much of, a genius in the sky, only in the sky, because she was on the floor. Yeah. So I guess it's, she only gets her smarts up when she's off the floor. Is that yeah. what it is? Oh, yeah. But what I like, too, is right before, and we're, we're going to get to the big spot, because EO does join the party, but... I like this point. Uh, there's a point where you see everybody gang up on Shotzi and they just beat her down with kendo sticks. Yeah, they, they, and I was yeah. like, yo, I don't know why, but that visual is like really good to me to see in a in this match for some reason. It was just like just more brutal than you're used to seeing from the ladies. Because I, I'll put it this way, I had doubts. There was that point where I think was it like I think it was a avalanche sliced bread, and then she did like a. Whatever they did, I think it was like a doomsday face buster. You can hear Ember go one, two, and then they did it. And I was like, I don't want to hear that stuff. You know what I mean? This is war. I don't care about all these synchronized attacks. I mean, when you think about it, though, synchronized attacks helps in the offense if you have the game plan in war. So... But you know when you can when you do the count out loud like you're John Cena on a regular Monday Night Raw in front yep. of a live crowd, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I can understand why you're like. Duh. I just want to see it just like be, mm, just just mwah, the chef kiss. I want to see it just done. But I mean, outside of that, because uh, I understand like in your in your defense, sometimes things like that. You don't look for things, but when you can easily see it, it kind of takes you out of certain elements yep. of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I totally get it. But you know, um, but. Or like the Gargano escape cattle mutilation spot, didn't need to see that. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, uh, th- this is what I'll say about the women, and I know we got to get to the big spot, you know, because mm-hmm. I know we got to review the rest yeah. of this this uh, this mother. Uh, but these women, dare I say, and I'm gonna get flack for this. This like like I let me let me take away Sasha and Bailey right mm-hmm. in their Hell in a Cell. Every other like hardcore or TLC or Ooh, yeah. other match mm-hmm. on the main roster, tell them kind of pelt in comparison to what mm-hmm. these women were willing to do because they didn't look like they were poo pooing or trying to like trying to be. You know what I mean? The only no. thing that sucked is you know obviously the chair is a little bit heavier than what Shotzi can really control with. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> then again, then you you'd see like someone like Ember just grab the chair and swing it like a dude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, straight up. So it's like uh, I say that to say that. The difference is they're not worried about their hair being in their face and being presentable and being the beautiful. Oh, hell no. You know, they're not part of the make, the, the, the glam squad or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? They are, mm-hmm. but they're not. Like, and when it came to this war shit, they was, though, they was going up there. And they're not, they weren't making sure, oh, it's a camera on me. Let me get the, you know what I mean? They weren't worried about that shit. No, no. The only it, time it, they did it and it made sense is if they got caught with their head down and their hair, they needed to move their hair so they yeah, can make the sure that next punch will come flying and they don't see it. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And they were able to convey that to me with just how they were doing or it. Or even when they and were that's doing a lot the stare more downs. I can see or I can say for a lot of other women on the main roster, not just in those high critical match like moments, but there's certain times where you're like, we'll point it out, okay, yeah, let's get her hair out of her face so we can make sure, you know, we look good while we're getting hit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like, it's one of those like it's an instinctual thing that you just would not really do as much in a real fight. You know, like only not not when you're on your on your back, probably when you're standing, 
but that's about it. But no, I, I hear you, man. They, they showed a lot of a, a lot of tenacity. Um, a lot I mean, of grit. especially EO, like we said, the big spot. She climbs up top. She gets blocked into trying to walk into the ring because it seemed like everybody wanted to bring weapons to the ring, and she tried to do the same. and got blocked what three, four times. Uh, but she climbs up, trash can in hand, and uh, gets to the top of the cage. Last time she was there, she did the 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 moon salt onto i think it was bianca and uh candace yeah and, and, and this I, I, time I, she jumps on everybody but before she does that she uh puts the trash can over her head and just dives on in man look i guess the trash can assisted cross body is the best way i could put it but the thing that got yeah. me too was right after was she picks up the mallet and i'm just like no 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 eo would not use a mallet on anybody she doesn't need it her legs are her weapons is how i looked at it so that was the one thing i, did, I thought was weird but after that, like hey, I it's mean, war. Shit, I it's mean, war. That diving foot stomp on the trash can was uh, oh was from nasty Dakota. Oh Dakota, my god, she couldn't even get her out of it to do the pin. I would have just covered her. Crazy. I would have just put, I would have just covered her, but then again, she wouldn't have been able to kick out. But then that's why you have someone break up the pin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we saw Storm Zero on the trash can. We too. did saw. Oh yeah, no, that but, was that was vicious. Uh, obviously, I was concerned as soon as I saw the uh, the senton from yeah. Shotzi. I was just gonna say ladder. that like chair. It was weird because you saw you know. She was trying to take I'm a chair glad they, and they put an explanation but for it. Yeah, instead yeah. of us just being like, Well, we saw what you. What are we doing? <laughs> You're like we, yeah. we, we saw that that's like uh that's like if a RVD is going for a frog splash and then Jerry Lynn's like holding the chair clearly and yeah. then he just slowly brings it over his stomach. You're like, like Oh, it's Van Terminator. But but sometimes he does that to his opponent. So like did exactly. you really outsmart or did you you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's but no, yeah, they they really they finally you know put a backstory to something like that, or else we would have just been po- poking the holes out of it yeah. all night. But you know what? Yeah, Eo, great great victory from yeah. Because uh, I was gonna say Eo does hit the moonsault, but it doesn't but, matter because she eats that single arm power bomb and, avalanche style through yeah. a ladder bridge from Raquel. And, and I was telling you, like, as soon as I saw her going for that that hurricane runner, I was like, oh shit, she gonna hit that it, power it's bomb. It's over. Yeah. And then my second thought was like, if she does and it's through that table, she better win. But because that's the thing we talked about, you know, possibly like, oh, who do we think is going to be the sole survivor yeah. or whatever, or the person that wins it for their team. But I, hey, I didn't, I won't lie, I wasn't thinking about Raquel. I thought yeah, she, was she was a good an, pick, yeah. to be the heavy to hold dark off some horse people. MVP for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about, you know, Dakota's out right now for a little bit. Uh, at least that's what she's saying uh, yeah. on NXT. You got Candice who who did suffer. Uh, a, I don't know a if broken a, bone. It, I don't know. If yeah, it's I don't a, know if it's like a fracture or and they're just calling it broken. I mean, she obviously uh, she doesn't have a full cast. Yeah, which I thought um, was uh, definitely uh, curious indicative to, to look at. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, but I say that to say that the only other person on her team you know is tony and she's kind of got her stuff uh you know tied up with ember as yeah, we'll get into we'll get, later but mm-hmm. yeah i mean good luck for raquel again yeah. i mean and, and i think because it's a nice surprise and, and putting some stock or, or putting some uh pressure and, and some trust in, in someone else right now because i like i said we didn't want to see eo and and, and uh Rhea Rhea again, again no. but uh but after this uh yeah. what, what, we had yeah. i believe the it was a, well we had a finn Balor vignette which He's back. That's all you need to know. But we, is back. but we had uh, Ciampa taking on uh, Tim, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Um, I enjoyed this match, man. Uh, even down to the point, I mean, <laughs> he takes a very stiff knee smash to the side of his ear, yeah. which uh, he'll, you know, you'll hear on NXT uh, on commentary. He needed five stitches for yeah, that as well, and it looks really gnarly. But you, you think it was because of his his pants? Uh, I I don't know. I, to be honest, it just looked. 
pretty shoot. Like, like, like it, it's it, pretty crazy to bust your your the side of your ear open like that. Which yeah, is a, maybe it's a bone on bone, bone on cartilage kind of thing. I don't. I, know, I, but, I, I'm be, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, you know. But I one thing I thought that was very curious is that Champa entered first in this match. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at it. I mean, no, not at all. Just noticed it. You yeah, know? I so. mean, the one thing I noticed too is he had some like, and I'm not a fan of this. Is he had like some Roman Reigns esque like? Remember when he came back after the 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 surgery he got on the hernia and uh, Roman? I mean, and he had the baggy black pants with like the lining yeah. all different colors, like in blue and then in gold. Mm-hmm. Like it reminded yeah. me of those. Yeah, no, well, definitely. So I wasn't really too much a fan of that because I was like, dude, just go back to the tights if you're gonna be like wrestling the the shooter. But I mean, yeah, it's yeah, if not I, just I was, wrestling the camo. It's all good. It's your, it's your, I mean. That's the, it's your go to. It's yeah. your calling card. You and and I will say, Champa does go over in this. Um, I know I, you weren't I, happy. I'm, yeah. I'm just back and forth because I felt like the work rate was there for Thatcher. He was concentrating a lot on Champa's neck area, his head. I mean, especially after the, uh, you know go home week, he puts him to sleep with that front neck lock uh, or, or guillotine, whichever one you want to call it. I just felt like there was it was more believability that Thatcher could have beat Champa than it was that Champa just hits a Willow's Bell out of nowhere and not working on his head face region most of the match except I mean obviously he hits his his knee smashes but I just didn't I just thought the again the amount of effort was subsequently different in terms of you know limb targeting and things like that but he would eat a Willow's Bell. And then I just felt like it was a little insult to injury because he covers them with kind of like a mat-based pin when he was, like, working under the whole match. So it, it just kind of felt weird. And after that, you see Thatcher's a little frustrated. and they, He's gritting. It's like begrudgingly accepting the loss, you know. And, but it looks like it's not done, which we do kind of find out a little bit more about that, you know, as we – get up on the Wednesday Night Wars, but yeah, yeah Tommaso I, I, does uh, beat I was, uh, Thatcher. I wasn't mad at it because that's who I, uh, you know, that's who I picked, so, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but in terms of, uh, I remember having a talk with you about this, and you were saying that, and you know, he he just lost his last field against a Finn, yeah. and uh, that he thought this is, you know, this being his next high profile, because uh, he also lost, I think, that match to Damian Priest after that, too. When Damien was was starting his ascent for the North American Championship, yeah, he yeah um, he, you're right, yeah he lost against Priest, and even he lost his chi- that triple threat to get into, oh well, yeah, the North, think, you know what I mean? Like well, so he's kind of been then, on a string yeah. of losses yeah, before I'll, the Thatch's Thatch can, yeah. So yeah, I totally get what you were coming from, but at the same time, it was like, you know, again, like something about Champa's mission statement of trying to clean up the locker room. I felt like he needed to win the first one if there was going to be more than one. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I just figured he was going to go beat him and then go on to the next uh, supposed issue or, I guess, uh, uh, a QZ or a yeah. suspect, I guess, on his list. But, um, I, like I said, I didn't mind the match. I thought it was good for both of them because, you know, there, as they say, there is such thing in wrestling as you being able to lose and still win. You yeah, know? and so. Champ is good at that. I just argue if Champa needed the win, you know, long term. But, yeah. I mean, I guess at the same time, you're like, so – Timothy Thatcher is going to beat a former NXT champion, but Kushida just did the same thing not too long ago. Who did he beat? He beat Tommaso Ciampa in the one-on-one match, albeit Velveteen got involved, but say. they never ran it back. And so to me, it's like, well, I don't know. It, it just seems like you could have done the same thing that way, but I don't know. Um, but no, this would take us to an, uh, another match. Uh, it was a stiff. Uh, it was the strap match. Dexter Loomis taking on Cameron Grimes. 
Grimes. Like, even despite Cameron Grimes' best attempts to get me excited for this match, yeah. I was uh, extremely in and out of this match. I'm not yeah, we, we talked about it going into it. I mean, I, I felt like that whole thing of, like, you know, he was scared to be in the strap match and then got forced to be in the strap what, match. And wait, it's well, like, who was who, who the ref for this match? Was it the same guy? I, I didn't even look, to be honest uh, okay. with you. Okay, I was wondering if but, they were going to do that again. And I, Yeah, you know not, I, mean? I was hoping not. But I, to me, I just thought, like, it was, it was to go from not wanting to be in it and he's forced in it and then he goes oh yeah well you made a mistake you know and it's just like this none of this makes sense it doesn't make me you know and again i don't really want the strap match to be loomis's like calling card to be honest with you like does it kind of match his character maybe but i, I don't know i just don't i, think I mean i don't a, i don't think it's just considered his calling i mean it was what his first time having one no this is his second match he had the first one against roddy strong he had a strap match against a strap Roddy match Strong? against Roderick Strong at Great American Bash on NXT Live TV. Oh, that's why I don't remember because I didn't really watch Great yeah, American I Bash. I just remember because he kept yanking them all over the ring and he kept bumping, you know, and it just was like, okay, like I get it. But, you know, because that's back, you remember, he, you know, the whole thing with the trunk and all that stuff with Roderick Strong. So, uh, but that was the blow. The dream off. doesn't recall. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably uh, best for, for uh, Roger Strong. But the most I can say about this match, it's a strap match. Um, at one point, it was a little bit long, by the way. that's, yeah, that's one of the things. Too much theatrics, in my I, opinion. I'm, I'm not a huge, you know. I'm not. A, I know this is going to anger the some of the masses along with McFly. But you know, I'm not a huge proponent of trying to push Cornette's view on here. But I did listen to you know how he felt about some of the strap, and he was saying that it was not a standard length. Strap so like uh, some of the some of their spots. That's why like if it's like because I did notice when he tried to swing it on uh, Cameron on the go home, he had to do it twice because the first time he, he yeah got, it like, wasn't that snug. Yeah, yeah, it yeah seems it, like it's a it's a they've accounted for a little extra. Well, I well, well, slack. They, I guess they were if saying that they call. probably did it for that specific go home because of the fact that he was underneath the ring and he was gonna pop out. Uh, that's true. Uh, after uh, who was it? Uh, August Green, yeah, mm-hmm. escaped. But I was like, okay, then why? Because that was the other thing too. Is when you notice, I thought something screwy was gonna look, gonna happen. Because you know, I did pick Cameron Grimes for this one, but I thought he was gonna win because he insisted insisted on using his yeah, leather see, strap. And that's so I was what trying I, to figure what out I meant about theatrics because I was trying to figure out what's the difference here. Like, I didn't think one the the, the original played into the finish at all. Um, and then at one point when he brought out his strap, it looked like that that burlap sack was attached to it. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, so he's using this to cover his face again, even though I thought we were past this. And so I just felt like the whole, no, we're using mine, it had nothing to do with the fi- the finality of the story. Um, and even at one point, there's a, I think Grimes dumps Loomis over the barricade with like a back suplex. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And I yeah. just, look, we we get it. We get there's a pad there. But it's like, it's so dumb when something like that happens and then the cameraman pans back to Cameron Grimes. No, I want to see how badly Dexter is hurt. I want to see if he can continue. I want, you know, as a spectator of said match, why would you move away from the guy who just got because, suplexed over the bed? And because I get they don't want to show the pad. They, they can't. It's like the, it's the it's the art of misdirection, my friend. It's the magic. It just I get it, but I think logically as a cameraman, that's not where I would go. But uh, one spot I thought was cool was Grimes did use a strap to hit like a short arm followaway moonsault slam that he does. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised he didn't use it to try to go for a short like a short arm like cave in, but that's what I was hoping. Um, I think he tried to go for it but missed, and then we got that weird. I'm gonna trip Grimes' feet and, up and tie and, and him take, up, and, yeah, and take a, a head or to the chair. 
before he uh, wrapped them in the the silence for I, the I, win. Dude, like so. I really feel like I don't know who's like the writer for them or what's going on with their storyline, but I feel like they're just taking the same like spin the wheel, make a deal, and just like, oh, yeah. what else can we do with these guys? Yep. Because it's like, what's next? Oh, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the. Uh, was the coal miners glove next watch <laughs> just like you know what i mean uh, like yeah. they already did the, the they did the halloween havoc t- with the house of terror match they did the blindfold match they did a leather strap match i mean i mean thank god at least they didn't go against each other again on, on this week's nxt I mean, you would just think that cameron would have won again we didn't at hear a, a bell them, right at, at halloween havoc so so many people are arguing whether that was a match or not you know but yeah, I, I'm just I'm with you on that. It's like it just didn't make sense. Like especially if this whole thing is about you know to close the gap, so Cameron can't run. See Cameron run, but he can't run in this one. You would think somehow he was going to outsmart him, but yeah, Dexter got it. I mean, I don't know what like, he gets from two stipulated th- wins, but okay. Yeah, it's weird because it's like I said, it's, it looked like at the end that he was really close to taking that uh to 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 ripping off the. Uh, the strap on his end yeah which is why i thought oh maybe he had like a booby trapped strap mm-hmm. uh a booby strapped <laughs> you know there what you mean? Go. uh which is why he insisted on bringing his or using his in the match but that, of course that wasn't the case uh he ended up uh tapping out or you know to the mm-hmm. silence yeah so but uh that was yeah. yeah and then uh after that we got a carrying cross vignette which is basically tiktok and a buzzard which yeah, yeah, they're, they're, coming. they're the hottest couple on TikTok right now. I yeah. tell you, I yeah, feel definitely, you. yeah. Carry yeah. and cross challenge, haha. <laughs> but this brings us to the uh, triple threat match. We had uh, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest challenging Leon Ruff, the uh, then reigning uh, North American champion. Um, yeah, I mean, just straight up have to mention the Razor's Edge to Ruff that went <laughs> sent him through the plexiglass Yo. and took him out of most of First the match. First of all, I, there's a few things I'd like to say. Like, I love that he's adopted the, the Scott Hall gliding out to the ring. I yep. love that he's adopted the, the Razor's Edge. I love that he's adopted, at times, if you notice, he'll even hit the, uh, the overhead or the fallaway slam. Yep, I, I, I do um, enjoy that, yeah. I mean, if he, hey, yo, if, if he would have started, uh, Paintbrushing Leon Ruff, <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hit True. him with a survey. Oh, they did a little bit too far. Too far. It's too no. far. He already took the vest once, so that's all good. Yeah, but, and I like uh, his new tights with the with the. Um, at least he yeah, he didn't go like total with, opposite. Like he didn't go full Mordecai on this one. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's definitely not <laughs> bright colors, but I did see when he went against uh, Johnny uh, Halloween Havoc, and you know he had the sting gloves, but he had these tights that. Had the white air like quiver of arrows on the side. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm digging that look. Yeah, you know? yeah, something that's so. real subtle, but still, I mean, because that white stuff. I mean, you know, he's he's still like this rock star s guy, but it's yeah. like, he, you know, to me, I'm like, that's kind of it's uh, just weird attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's like if like I'm like this, like if if Seth Rollins came back in all white on some on some like unholy <laughs> type yeah, stuff, oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. would fit him, but it doesn't really fit like someone. Like again, it's it's like Mordecai against like Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's 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 just total opposite side of the spectrum. But I did love this match. They had a really great chemistry between the three of them. Obviously, Leon Ruff has worked with uh, Gargano before in Evolve. Um, I don't know how many times uh, Gargano has worked with uh, Priest before in the past before coming to NXT, but they've had previous matches for the North American Championship, so they're already uh, familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, you got you know Priest in there working with two smaller guys, so he can pretty much do a lot. Uh, him being a bigger guy who also, you know, harnesses that ability to uh, go high if he needs to, you know, because he has oh, yeah. a, a little bit of agility as well. Uh, but they were, they were giving everybody good spots in this, man. I yeah, mean, I, uh, I had to give some, uh, and not to interrupt you, but no. Ruff had this crazy looking, like, I guess, yeah, it was like, like, like a corkscrew, corkscrew cutter type yeah. deal. I thought that would look cool. And 
Um, but I thought Priest did a good job being the big guy. You know, yeah, he was yeah, tossing he, was, his yeah. he does that double stack elevated flat flatliner. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. He uh I guess it was the broken arrow on Ruff, but he like throws him on top oh, of Gargano. And he, I was like, you he just chucked that fool. Seriously. He just got yeeted. But then <laughs> like, I also like like when Gargano he does that lawn dart to um yeah, to Ruff and, and he, he knocked, collides his head into they knock the heads. Yeah, it was a good sell. And then I really loved how he tied Priest's arms in the opposite ring. And I almost thought that's how he was gonna win. Cause I think he even locked in the Gargano escape, but he was able to to get out and you know from from getting tied up and and, and break the hold. But basically it spills down to um you know the ghost faces am i right i mean like i told you like this was and i just watched this so that's why it was fresh in my mind it was like the sting army mm. invading the ring as the you know the nwo was in the ring if you look it up sting army yeah, oh, attacks nwo yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the listeners man but yeah sting sting army attacks nwo a bunch of look-alike stings getting just pretty much feeding mm-hmm. to the nwo getting getting uh beat up and setting the, the stage until yeah. the real slim shed he stood up and uh and you know Pretty much, uh, we got finally Doc's, uh, you know. Yeah, because I, I will say highly talked about reveal. Well, it was weird because three ghost faces come out oh, and, 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 uh, yeah. jump, and, and jump priest, and then he takes care of them. Which is all with, legal. With, it's right, all legal. Right. And then another three show up, and he takes them out with like an Undertaker tope, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes back to back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then he actually chokeslam Gargano on the apron, but like when it's all basically, it comes down to he goes for the reckoning. And uh, the main ghost face, that 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 the Which, one that's been running rampant with that steel pipe shows up and uh, nails him in the back of the head. No lie though, like as soon as I saw him, even on her costume, I was like, oh, that's for sure Austin Theory. Like I yeah. just just one Something, look at the way he was moving, I was like, oh, that's Austin Theory mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, you know, but he he uh, of course Gargano, he uh, he he does get rolled up by Ruff, but he quickly hits that basement super kick, final BDDT, three time North American champion. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how Bad News Barrett calls Johnny Good News Gargano post match on commentary. So thought that was kind of wow. funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. The other thing too is uh, the fact that he didn't beat Damien for it. No, you know what I mean, yeah. So they still protected Damien, even though. Getting hit with a lead pipe to get See, beat is still protected. And that's the thing. Is I think everyone thought that's why Ruff was in this match anyway. Was that's to true. That's true. Add shelf life to this storyline without making Priest look bad. So, but uh, no, I, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really not, good. Really match, not a though. bad way to become a transitional champion. No, I it's mean, not. I honest. mean, triple threats. I think are it usually was, the best way to transition a belt. We've seen in, it. We've seen it with happen the least worse. amount of damage. Yeah, we've, we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it happen worse in uh, different circumstances. So. Uh, Leon Roth, you know, he he found himself in a pretty good spot, you know, and it's, it's only what months into his uh, WWE deal, so yeah, definitely. You know, I, I wouldn't be mad either, but uh, I was just gonna add to they did announce this uh, New Year's Evil uh, deal that's gonna happen, uh, I believe, in the first week of January. A lot of people aren't in the know about this. They this is um, very interesting because New Year's Evil is a WCW license name. Really? Okay. Uh, one of the very we were, um Oh, this may be one yeah. of the ones that, that Cody sold back nope. to him, huh? No. Uh no. Well, I don't know if he did, but this is the one that was supposed to have the KISS uh concert that fell oh, through. Oh my god. So god. it's interesting that they chose this one because it's probably the, the least remembered because it you know, it wasn't promoted. Well, you know what? Like <laughs> But yeah, so that of, that's coming up on I believe the sixth of January, twenty twenty one. This is a hot take because a lot of people when they saw that they were like 
evil like evil like from New Japan because you haven't seen him since he dropped both titles in New Japan. Uh, does he look crazy now? Or? No, I'm saying oh, no oh, one oh, has oh, seen uh, him. Like, got like you. you know what I mean? Remember he was he was being talked about earlier this year. Yeah, and I mean obviously he has ties with WWE with his uh, wife. Yeah, being the or, the NXT. I don't think they I don't think they got married yet. Oh, the well, fiance, fiance yeah. being the NXT Women's Champion. So mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, kind of fantasy booking like maybe he shows up, and I'm like. I mean that'd be kind of cool, and then, then but then someone else pointed out they're like, well, he could be the big reveal behind Zaylee and Boa. See, I thought, and that, I'm like, but, but they're it, Chinese though, and it and it, I was gonna say that it really looks like a woman, like is the one that they keep showing, like you know. So I don't know how much that would work. I mean, it's I think <laughs> it's way. I, I don't know. I'm still I'm trying to figure out how that's gonna work out. But, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Austin Theory was. Uh, uh, we didn't go back to that. He was Ghostface. It's him, Austin. It was him all along. Yeah, I did like I that. I told reveal. you, mofos. I love that reveal. Something told me. Something told me he didn't quit. But I, I also it makes me wonder where's Bronson Reed. Couldn't tell you. But uh, without I, further ado, yeah, I, I'm, main I'm, event. Time. I'm not too sure about the Bronson Reed thing. As we, like I said, I thought I did. I did float that idea that he might come back heel and and try to force his way back into the picture. But it, yeah, unfortunately, I, I was wrong. I, I had the theory too, but we'll get to it. When An we, Austin uh, re- theory review uh, <laughs> NXT. But yeah, that brings us to the main event: men's. War Games First match. First of all, they had the Era Boys in red this time. I was yeah, like, okay, they did. Yeah, okay. Undisputed Era. Uh, of course, Kyle, Bobby, Roddy, Adam going against. Um, oh, uh, also Pat, Pat's pack. Birch and uh, Birch and Oni had some matching gear finally. Yeah, I mean uh, some I'll, updated matching gear. I yeah, albeit their names on the back isn't like striking oil, but it's different. You yeah, know, I mean, at so, least same color. You know yeah, what I mean? and it's not just like wearing suits and holding your belt for three weeks. You and know what I mean? So, hell no. Yeah. And hell yeah. Man. And that's like, yeah, that's like the extent of everything. But, but uh, uh, yeah, man, this match was insane. It was. It went on longer than I thought, Pat. Definitely. First of all. And Kyle and Dunn started off, which I thought yeah. was poetic justice since they faced off in that advantage ladder match. You yeah, know and I'm, I'm sure, you so. know, you got, you got storytelling where, where Kyle's like, I need to redeem myself, but I got to set a good pace for the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, and then even though when you, when you think about that, throwing yourself first, you are already knowing they have the advantage. So you have to do as much as you can before you get double teamed. Yeah. So that, that's another thing that I don't think got Very pointed true. out too much. Um, you're pretty much throwing yourselves out there because you know what's going to happen before what another four minutes until your guy gets in. But oh yeah. Um, uh, but one thing, and not to go too far ahead, the thing that no, probably stunned me the most mm-hmm. was the kick out from Pat McAfee on the on the Panama Sunrise, which I <sighs> I, I understood yeah. because yeah he beat him with it last time. Yeah. So but it's like in he, a match like this where he's already taken so much damage prior to that spot, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, not to mention, barely anyone caught him on that senton. I'm just yeah, putting oh, it out there. No, I I thought I know dude it. died. Not 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 really, but I was like, I, no, I thought he Yo. got hurt because I I don't know. You heard if, everything that landed yeah, on that match, and it didn't look great. I saw a uh, a a, a um, fan vantage point that took, yeah, took I did the video that. and yeah. I, it didn't look any better no um but it was closer to the action yeah yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying and, no and i magic. think we already knew he was going to do that you yeah. know but uh i I, I, could, de- I definitely called it on the flow show oh like, yeah. he's gonna jump off and do something i was like because i told him you're telling me if i would have known that his second match was going to be war games and that i know he's going to do some sort of swanton or something off the top mm-hmm. i was like bro like you know it, it just got me so frustrated and then you know just triggered as they say but I mean, you know, like like Pat played his part. He didn't overdo anything. Um, I mean, you well, know, I, I got to say this. I really hated how Barrett tried to put him over. He said, 
he's combining the athleticism of Seth Rollins with the hateability of the Miz. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, he, really he was the, giving him a lot. Like, I get the Miz part, but I don't agree with the athleticism of Seth Rollins. I, like, I think like, Seth Rollins would have laughed like, oh, oh, this guy does uh, this CrossFit? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for, oh, I mean, I see see you got a, a you know pretty looking flip you got there. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Um, but uh, do you do what I do? <laughs> I'm <Man>. Jesus <laughs> in the CrossFit <laughs> world. I don't, I don't know, but no, I totally get that. I mean, like there were certain things, like I said, that uh, I didn't mind the oh, we're gonna put Kyle's name on on the t- on the, the the table, and we got a, a undisputed era logo on this chair and yeah. stuff like that. You know, whatever. It just Adult plays Pat up. Did hit that clean uh, moonsault through a table. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. for a guy his size, onto strong it was, too. Uh, yeah, pretty clean and. Yeah, the whole time I was like, damn, Roddy's like, cool, I'm about to get this. You know what? Roddy showed out, though, because there was that that scene where he was in the middle of both rings, and he was clocking everybody's clock going back and forth yeah. single-handedly. I was like, yo, they let they letting Roddy uh, rock right now. Like, well, I was really surprised, too, with um, well, some things were that Roddy didn't begin, because they always talk about how he's the pace man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, and, and then... The, the thing that really, this isn't how they, it's, it's not specific to Roddy, but cricket bats, my dude? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, "What are we doing here?" You know, because I I didn't know how they were going to be able to gimmick these, and I don't really feel like they did a good job with them. So it kind of felt like I don't know why we had this spot. I mean, it's it, you know they got what two out of two out of four guys that are from the UK. So yeah, um, and it, it it made sense from from that end. Um, but I I did like though how uh, I, I think at one point Dunn stomped Kyle's arm on that metal plate in the middle. Yeah, I was just like, oh, we getting that ugly. I no, see. It, it got yeah, it was getting. I mean, especially between them two, it was getting real, real gnarly for sure. Yeah, Kyle called Pat a bitch to his face. I yeah, love that. That was funny. Love that. <laughs> I, um, like, oh, I think Pat took a superplex through a table as well, didn't he? Uh, I he took something like that. Let me see or, if, if it go. wasn't through a table. He definitely took a superplex. Period from from Roddy. Oh, you I know what it that. was? Oh, that's what it was. He tried a superplex, Cole. And Cole just shoved him off the top rope, and he just back bumped right through from the top rope. Oh, that was that was through the table because I I do remember that he, that Roddy took him on a superplex though because I was like, yo, he knows how to take like he can balance with two guys. Like I was surprised that he was able to like he's mastered that already because I always get worried when the, when the, when the both guys go on the very top for that avalanche superplex like like Orton style. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like especially someone who dare I say it, I don't know his level of experience, but he he keeps surprising me. I'll give him that. Yep, I'll give them now. But you know what? I will. These guys, these guys, one hundred percent. Everyone that came out of it, they look like they all went to war. Yeah, because I mean, mean, this is probably the 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 last I'll add is you had uh, Cole going for the last shot, but Oni took the bullet. Awesome emotion. Uh, Dunn hit the bitter end on the chair. Which I was just like, shit. Okay. And I then, mean, I felt bad. I, I thought for sure Adam probably broken rib or something, dude. And I don't know if you saw. I I had to post this on my story. He posted that <laughs> that clip and just put the emoji for shrugging. And I was like, Pete Dunn is so savage, dog. We were talking. Someone, someone <laughs> said. Oh, I was talking to Brian Andrew. That's what we were saying. We were, we were thinking that he was gonna, he w- he was gonna like pretty much do the work and then pin 
or, or get get like grab Pat to like do the pin. Oh, I would. And hate then that. and then have you know I was like oh I could see that I was like I would hate it but I would, you know the reason I couldn't hate it is because he'd hit the shrug right after. Yeah, very you know true. I mean? But the yeah. one thing too I thought was real, one of the cool spots is when they lined him up what I called fire firing squad style. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah. the only thing I wish is yeah. that Pat was part of that. But he wasn't because he deserved to. Dude, no, he couldn't take, dude. Every all three of them took the same exact like freaking four strikes from each guy. Yeah. I love the ending though, because it started breaking down where they I think didn't didn't they go for the uh uh what is it called? Uh I forgot the name of the dragon move. Um, oh, chasing the dragon. chasing the dragon. Then they go for it. Did they did they get it or they they went for it and and then I I remember they went for it and um because you know Bobby's gotta hit his spear. Which, oh yeah, which and yeah. we'll get into how bad his damage was as we get into NXT. But I can't remember what it was, but I know how they won was Kyle hit that chair, that that diving knee drop onto Oni's face with a <laughs> yeah. chair and just pinned. Because at that point, it's like these teams are done. You know what I mean? And and UE, you know, stood tall. And I I gotta I I have to correct myself because I think I had said on the show a couple of episodes ago that UE will probably lose because they've yet to lose. And I forgot that they lost the year that Kevin Owens was that uh, mystery partner. Oh yeah, when, I totally when, forgot when, uh, about that. When yeah, when Tommaso took uh, Adam yeah, to the table. Tomas- yeah, that's right. So, but uh, yeah, that was War Games, man. And uh, like you said, it really lived up. War Games is one of our favorite things to watch for sure, man. It used to be Survivor Series, but now we kind of get more excited for Survivor Series because we know War Games is going to come up either the same weekend or around the corner. But they I, did their I, yeah, thing. Four just, out of five. I mean, I would say five out of five. I just wish Thatcher won, but and I also wish I retained. The I title. gave it a four <laughs> out of five just for the fact that we didn't get a any other championship match. Very true. Besides the North American Championship, yeah, that's true. But you I mean, you, you had kinda... the you had the tag belts and the women's title, t- you know, tied up in both War Games and Finn. You know, I know, Finn's, and that kind of happens at he, War he's Games. He's coming huh? back. Yeah, it kind of does. You know, and that's the only thing because it's like at least with. You know, at least with Survivor Series, you get the champion versus champion matches and whatnot. You know what I mean? Even though mm-hmm. there's no championship on the line, it's, you know, they had the whole tagline, best of the best, which is it wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know, a lot of their, their, their shows, they've been adding taglines lately. So, I mean, I didn't mind that one, um, especially when you looked at who was facing who. Yeah, no, definitely. But even what, was it last year, I think, we went to War Games in uh, Survivor Series? Yes, Maybe sir. the year before then? Uh-huh. I mean, I remember going to War Games live and then, going to Survivor Series the next day and just not being as... Yeah, it was a trip. It was just two different beasts all together. It really was. It just... And and just to be fair, we were supposed to get Charlotte... I'm sorry, Becky and Ronda, right? So and no, that wasn't. Happen. So that wasn't last year. It was the year before because now I think about it. Last year was the one that uh, I believe was oh NXT. And we would have saw. Yeah, yeah we yeah. would have so, saw that. Yeah, the one. year yeah. before. Yeah, I think it was what 2018. Yeah, no, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a good time, though. That good, that was good fun. Times. But uh, yeah, that was war games, guys. That was war games, and uh, of course we gotta uh, talk about the fallouts following mm-hmm. war games, as well as new developments in Dynamite. Because I was thinking, man, you know, not to give it away, but I was like, yo, it's almost been a month since we've heard about this Shaq thing, and if, yeah. if they don't talk about it, then what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jay Cargill's not on TV and all this other stuff, but. Not uh, we, consistently, but yeah. I have some questions, and we definitely got some answers. But first, again, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with that Wednesday Night War coverage. Hey, 
yo, what's good, man? It's Quincy Jones, girl, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Doc Les. Hey, yo, what's good, bro? Hey, yo, 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 hip-hop hybrid in the building. What it do? I just got one announcement to bring to him, but I know... I can't do it alone. Nah, I mean, uh-huh. you know, we tell them to check out these shirts. You know what I mean? We tell them to check out these podcasts. And, you know, but, but we don't tell a lot about this hip-hop hybridness. Ooh. And, you know, we, we got a new track. I think they should check it out. What you think, man? I, I think you, you know, you're right on track right there, Quincy Jones. Go, you know, that, that's why I like it. That's why you're my tag team partner. And not just any tag team partner, the greatest tag team partner in the world, I might add. And that's what we're here to talk about, man. World's greatest tag team yes yes tower gang mega towers we are here you're looking at them that definitely it is quincy jones go doc lesnar we've been doing it for more than 20 years 20 plus you guys know a better duo name them and we'll put them in the dirt all i'm saying is this track right here right here this track right here right here (laughs) if y'all ain't got the punchlines, then your arms are just too short the box with some wrestling gods. I like that, Quentin. I like where you're at. Now go ahead and check it out on any of your favorite major platform right now. Right, iTunes, right. Pandora, anywhere in between, man. Apple Music, Tidal, anywhere that you can listen to music in the world, you're going to hear the world's greatest tag team. Doc Lesnar featuring Quincy Jones. Go and look out for that This Is Awesome EP, soon to be dropped very soon. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. Yep. We're back. Yep. Paid the bills. Bills paid. Told y'all about some cool things. In the shade. Christmas is coming, so uh, thank us early. Predictions made. No, you know what I mean? I, uh, I also wear a size free in PS5. Um, but if you are going to be uh, shopping around, shop around for the best damn podcast that you can get your hands on or, I guess, open your ears to as we are back yeah. with the Wednesday Night War so that we you are. don't have to. Hmm. That's what we do here. We do that for you because we're good guys. We're good guys. We're great guys. Top guys, actually. We're top guys. Good brothers. Just just one and the same. A couple knock around guys. Am I my brother's keeper? Hell yeah. yeah. But, you know, speaking of which... Uh, <laughs> I was up all night watching New Jack City the other night. It was uh, y'all mm. wouldn't know. Y'all too young, man. Y'all yeah. too young. Rock the ball, baby. <laughs> but let's get into NXT, Broad man. Day, yeah. Let's do that. Broad NXT day. Golden Black brand. We are uh, fresh in the fallout from, uh, of course, War Games that we just reviewed, war games. and uh, of course we kick it off in style. Finn Balor returning yeah. NXT champ. We that did see I did him see, yeah. uh, recently. He did bring uh, back the Undisputed Era to kind of kick off the War Games uh, build, but uh, also brought back the NXT Championship. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I haven't seen that but, on uh, TV. In yeah, a while. he comes out and says, you know, War Games is done. Time for Team Sports is over. Yeah, uh, some people might love him or hate him, but the best way to get to know him is inside the ring when Pete Dunne's music hits. And you know what? Noticeably solo. Yeah. Didn't have a bad promo either. No, not at all. It wasn't I was ju- like I, I was just gonna say, like, yeah. I mean, he comes out, he says, "Hey, we cut from the same cloth, and it was only gonna be time till we stood face to face." Came uh, from overseas, and, made a name for myself, a, like a, you did. Exactly, yeah, I like the that. whole same cloth thing, and says, "You know, I'm glad you're back, but don't get used to it because uh, I plan to put you back on the shelf and take the strap, basically." And then Kyle interrupts at this time. Kyle, who, you know, he comes out and says, "Hey, man, just want to insert myself into the conversation and uh, tell Sven, you know, despite you winning the last time, I, we got some unfinished business." And He's then, the one that broke his jaw. 
Exactly. You Invite know? got lost in the mail, apparently. But you're right. Then you he know? got interrupted. By Damian Priest. You know how this game goes. Which, K- KO tried to tell him. That. I, 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 I was uh, interested, though, because when I heard his music, I'm like, oh, okay, he's finally trying to step out of the mid-card. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, wh- or maybe he's got his eyes on both titles, which I'm not mad at. We haven't yeah. seen that in a while. Somebody but got the Keith Lee eyes. Yeah, it, you're exactly. right. Exactly. So Damian Priest, he comes out and says, you know, he's been looking forward uh, to another shot with Finn and, you know, says, why not with the, you know, NXT title on, on the line this time? And then that's Wait, ha- when- have they fought? Him and Damien? He, no, Damien and Finn did, remember, because that's when he took that steel stair uh, bump. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. right. You're right. And so, and, you know, Damien just, he lost so so well, he still kind of won, like, post-match, basically. Yeah, but, uh, especially Dunn, if I don't remember it now, and I'm a Finn guy, so yeah. Exactly. But uh, Dunn, he makes fun of Priest and says, you know, aren't you the same geezer who couldn't beat Leon Ruff? And Priest says, aren't you the guy that Mc- McAfee pays to shut up? And they start bickering, all three of them, while Finn just makes his way back up the ramp and They're- says, you know what, all you guys need to know is I'll be defending that title at New Year's Evil. And uh, it's at that point that Karrion Cross's well, music hits. Well, he also says, as far as who gets the Finn rub, that's up the Regal, which I yeah, love. Yeah, I, I yeah. just, I mean, I get it. But I, to me, I feel like, yeah, it, it's basically, I'm going to defend against somebody. You they, guys figure it out. Well, who, wasn't, you know? did, uh, didn't Pete Dunn bring up Holland Ridge for some reason, by the way? Or Ridge Holland? I don't believe, I mean, to be honest, they just started kind of bickering. Cause I, I didn't I, take, I, I took really loose notes Okay, of this, yeah, because so. I heard him say, like, aren't, well, shouldn't you be in, in, that's what he made fun of. I was like, shouldn't be in a hospital visiting your buddy Ridge? Yeah, no, 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 like no, no, no. He said fish. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. That makes said, sense. Because, that makes way more and sense. we'll get into why fish is in the hospital. By okay, the way, okay. But uh, at this point, yeah, Karrion Cross's music hits. Scarlet appears on the ramp, circles around Finn, and Finn's all for it, you know. But now, but Finn, he he takes initiative and says, "Why don't you?" take this message and take it back to him and says whenever he's ready Finn's ready and he walks off um and this is almost a done segment until priest he asks uh Scarlett hey so does cross just wait in the car while you come out and handle all the business and kind of picks a fight with, yeah, with cross and Scarlett the man up exactly come and Scarlett Scarlett kind of smiles and walks away and we'll have more well, on that later also noticeably is he called her smoke show which yeah. no one's on camera called her, called her before, that no. so that was kind of exactly cool. uh after this we do get a backstage segment yeah. where they're trying to get a word with Pete Dunn about the interaction with Finn but it doesn't go anywhere because nope. Killian Dane he's back on campus ladies and gentlemen he's coming for his receipt and they I start brawling because if you guys don't know or don't remember because it was a few weeks back uh they did jump Drake and Killian and they, uh, I think Pete Dunn specifically is the one that slammed his head in the car door. Yeah, no, he's the right? one that took it to the next level because I remember Pat was like, Whoa. damn, Pete, I mean, I wouldn't have done that, but I ain't mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was exactly. his whole, you know, I think you a better hey, man well, yeah, Hey, yeah. we'll talk about this. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. But yeah, they're all there, but Drake Maverick, the referees, but, trainers but are you there did to separate see, the But two. Oni and Birch were there. To, to he, They came in out of screen to hold Pete Dunback. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. Because I, yeah. I, I noticed Oni, and then I saw Birch. So I was like, that's why I was like, kind of, uh, I was like, well, maybe he's trying to be like, well, we ain't going to sit here and pretend Pat going to challenge for a world title out of all four of us. Yeah, so if y'all got the have... tax wraps, I might as well go yeah, for yeah, it. You exactly. know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess I'm the singles um, guy. But, yeah, yeah. You know who what knows mean? what Ridge would have done if it, I, I don't, who knows? North maybe American again, title, again, possibly. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I also so. wonder if Pat was ever supposed to actually be the fourth or what. But we'll, I mean, we'll see, man. Dude, there's people after that, supposedly his his performance at War Games, there was people calling for him to beat Finn for the title. No, can you get the fuck out of here. I was what I said, dude. I'm good on that. I think the next thing I need to see is the one 
thing you said, and that is he needs to be the next on Chompa's hit list for guys who think they run the locker room. I think that'd be a good look. Yeah. But next we have uh, Jake Atlas, our boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, going against Another, Isaiah a Swerve. A new jacket this week as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Going against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, You know, we get uh, it starts off athletic stalemate. that see Swerve uh, take the charge early on. Atlas does get a Hurricanrana, but misses a cross body. Um, we see Swerve at the rolling jumping complete shot for two. Uh, <laughs> I, call it, I call it the tumbling flatline. That, I, I, tomato, I, I, tomato. Th- that actually sounds better. I always go well, technical with mine. But I uh, was upset they didn't call the house call when he hit it, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they definitely did not. But before that, I was going to say we got a desperate and super kick from Atlas and a yeah. vertical suplex powerbomb. Yeah, that was nice. Not something I've seen him hit in no. any promotion ever. But uh, this basically comes down to the wire. Uh, he does go for the JML driver, but Atlas is able to escape. He uh, counters a La Magistral pin with say, a roll-up yeah. of his own for the surprise win. And they had a bunch of uh, pin attempts there, and he just happened to get the, uh, yeah, he, the upper hand. Exactly. And a one, two, three. And in the proper way, Darby, Ex- yeah, how you get those uh, shoulders, shoulders down, down on that kind of pin. Did, wasn't Darby collegiate? or something did he go <laughs> he's uh, all pro yeah. all, uh, uh, no no tony hawk all pro i will say is. this though that was interesting was i don't know if swerve's got a new direction because after the match he, he looked seems a little... a little frustrated um and and you know atlas does go for the handshake but he refuses and he just kind of yeah, storms off because a, a lot bit, of people so. were thinking that atlas uh his promo last week kind of put him a little bit more on the aggressive side thinking maybe he may have a heel turn coming but one thing I noticed is he can't, you know, Swerve came in the ring first time back in a while. He seemed he had a little bit of confidence with him. But I noticed that they were like, this is a big opportunity for Swerve. I'm like, why is it a big opportunity yeah, for it really him? Yeah, is, it really isn't. You yeah. know what I mean? He's had more wins accumulative, accumulative, you know. Accumulatively yeah, against. Uh, He's had way yeah, more just, wins than, than Atlas has to this point. So, that, that, yeah, that was, I was like, maybe they're that's what they're painting for him. You know what I mean? Maybe. They're trying to line up some good uh, comp for for Atlas to, to continue looking good right now. So I don't yeah, know. on his way to the cruiserweight. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But next we got uh, Champa. Man, he's backstage with a segment. You know, he talks about how his win at War Games didn't come easy, but says now that he's beat Thatcher, uh, no one is safe. Uh, says it's time to let the past die and move forward, and uh, calls out Cameron Grimes for being quote the squeakiest, squeakiest wheel whale. in the shed. That's what's you so you want to give it a fin fin rub? Go ahead. No, no, it. it's just funny because squeaky whale. Because I knew that's what it said. What he said, but on the closed caption, it said he's the squeakiest whale. <laughs> I was like, mm. ah, he, he, that too. That maybe, too. Maybe the size of his ego, possibly. Yeah, you a know whale, I mean? whale of a lie. But, uh, yeah, but you know, they, 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 he talks about him being a loudmouth and whether or not he's confident. And yeah, obviously, yeah. he questions and, that. But yeah, if it's just if if it is confidence or if he's just insecure and says insecurity often disguises itself as confidence and uh, plans to figure out which one it is later tonight as they will face off and we'll get back to that. And of course he chucks his chair. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I was going to bring that up but I was like, yeah. 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 Uh, well, we did have a, I don't know, this was kind of like a throwaway triple threat tag match for me. I mean, I can give you like the... Yeah, Ever-Rise was hiding the whole time well, well, and tried to steal well, pins. Well, that was it. They technically <laughs> got taken out and then they were like, screw this, if they don't want us in the match, we're going to hang back and let them beat I mean, each other up. This like, is how I looked at it. I was they, am- got, they got <laughs> jumped for taking a powder at the beginning of the match. Yeah. And true. then they went back to him while everyone else is battling. They're hiding near the steps. I, I did say, yeah, it's, 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 you know, I wrote, they were smart enough to sit out the match, watch the other teams beat the crap out of each other. Obviously, with these two teams, strikes and suplexes and tag offense, that's everywhere. Yeah, they did hit a uh, double regal cutter, though. Yeah, that was dope. And um, uh, they had that with, like that poetry in motion elbow drop thing. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them do it before. I mean, I saw they, they did it like a what I call like a double flapjack into a snake eyes. 
Yeah, uh, from Everrise onto uh, the the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, right? that's why. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. why I, I threw up that Snake Eyes uh, comparison. Uh, Imperium with the double basement drop kicks. Yep, love. When followed they hit by that. what I call the Kenny Omega ish fireman carry moonsault combo from Eichner because that's exactly how he does it. You know, it's funny um, he never used to do it exactly yeah. like that, but now he seems like that. Okay, this is part of my set now. Uh, so. Near fall, then we get the spine buster penalty kick combo yep. by Imperium, followed by a, a wheelbarrow DDT. It was like a diving DDT. Yeah, it was, which and, is uh, different. But then you had Everrise try to. You know, steal steal the the, yeah, they sold it. Try to steal the pin by throwing them out. Uh, then they try to get the upper hand against James Drake of uh, the GYVs because I'm not going to say the whole thing. Grizzly uh, young veterans, <laughs> but they they counter and uh, the GYVs win with the ticket to mayhem. I love that move, man. Uh, which is like what, like a, a tombstone into like a code breaker. Yeah, it, it's it's you know it's kind of like the wheelbarrow code breaker combo, but That's yeah, what, from yeah. a way higher elevation. So uh, you two K twenty ers or nineteen ers, you know what to give them if man. you're gonna you know exactly just gave you that gem. Uh, let me move along. They did mention some of the casualties of War Games, which yeah. I'll get through real quick. Uh, Bobby Fish had surgery to reattach his tricep. Oh my god! Let that, that sink in why, after the spear spot. Yeah, why is he always getting? And that was the this, yo through the table. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Dakota. He seemed like it be, hurt uh, a little bit too. Yeah, it, it definitely looked like it. But uh, like you said, Dakota is going to take time. I that think to was, sell that that uh, the eclipse because you know how. Indy just got it and has the neck yeah. brace. So if it's going to be on the chairs and then they commentated that, yeah. um, if it did this to Indy with no chair, you know, so I think that's what they're doing. I don't think Dakota's like actually hurt, but she did take <laughs> a, a, wa- a whopping yeah. At, at the, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and as we said, Candace did break a bone seemingly in her arm. And uh, the only other thing I could take from this is Raquel seemingly calls her shot at EO because, like we said earlier, she did pin the champion to win war games. And, she, I mean, and then we see her, in fact, in her very first, uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I mean, kind of alone, her, face, her first main event, right? I believe On so. NXT? I mean, I know she had a few matches with uh, Rhea. Who did Shotzi go against in the latter match for the advantage? You know what? It was Rhea, I believe. No, it can't be Rhea. Rhea's on the same team as uh, Shotzi. No, I'm, I'm my bad. I meant Raquel. Oh, Raquel. I, I, okay. I, I got the R's mixed so up. My, Sorry. But, I was like, still, what? <laughs> to your point, she's just coming around that. Oh, maybe one to two main events. Yeah, I in, mean, in her pocket, which is good. Well, where it's a, it's a situation where it didn't stem from like a Dakota Kai. Yeah, uh, you know, situation. Yeah, it's just all her. Exactly. So. But speaking of uh, teammates of uh, of uh, Raquel, we do yeah. get Tony Storm backstage interview, and I really like this because she explains, you know, the reason she's targeted yeah. Embers. She's at the wrong place at the wrong time, and explains, hey, I feel like she stole my thunder when you know because they kind of return around the yeah, same they time. Well, yeah, the, and, the and same. Then, well, yeah, it was like one video after the other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the same night. You know, yeah, the same and, night. But uh, she still vows to become the next champion, and that's when EO walks up and uh, says, you know, now war games are over. I only have one problem. I don't have a problem with you. I just don't like you. And it gives her a pretty stiff punch, in my opinion. And uh, these two will brawl from the back towards the Thunderdome. Uh, you see EO get the palm strike. She hits the Meteora, teases the moonsault, and then uh, she runs out or rolls out the ring. But Ember shows up, and uh, we're talking about teammates here, and actually brings Tony back into the ring where Shirai does hit the uh, over the moonsault to kind of end that segment. It's, is it the Thunderdome? They keep making it seem like it's two different places, like the CWC. I, okay, and, CWC. And I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I don't no. know. If, if it's the, the place same- with the plexiglass. 
plexiglass and chains. If it's the same place, then they're just calling it two different things. No, no, it's it, not. That's it's dumb. Not. Yeah. Okay, I, I just, I, it's just weird to call it the CWC when that was the cruiserweight just the tournament yeah. two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, very true. But uh, this brings us to Cameron Grimes to going against uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, I, I like this match. You know, there was I did, uh, I did as well. We always talk about the technical savage that Grimes is, and you got Ciampa, who seems like he's maybe picked up a few things in his, well, you know, uh, his. Uh, experience against thatcher because he, he does yeah. start to kind of grind him down with some aggressive mat work and you see thatcher come out just like tomaso did a couple weeks ago with a chair sits it down and watches on from ringside man so well the one thing i did like a reason why i like this matchup is because we've been seeing like cameron grimes is the one guy who's who keeps getting like these uh squash matches or whatever yeah. mm. but they don't do really do anything they don't to, advance him yeah they don't yeah. i mean it, it's there i mean and they have a lot of talent that they, they can use these kind of matches but yep. when it comes to him He's more consistent in, in wins and appearances. Yeah, and, and performance, and, you know I dare I mean? say. And exposure, yeah. you know, than a on lot a of week, people. Yeah. He's, he's, he's ahead of a lot of guys that are on there. I on a week-to-week, so, week? yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, he's definitely. definitely been an MVP during the quarantine uh, era, quote-unquote, whatever you want to call it, for yep. sure. So it was good to see that he was actually going against someone that actually means something. That's notable, yeah. Exactly, and, sure. and it being like a former NXT champion, you went toe to toe with him because they they both do they they both got their their hit songs out. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So, no, I was just gonna say yeah because I mean at one point I mean there's a lot of stare downs between Thatcher and Tommaso, but Grimes kind of takes advantage of that. He hits that spinning sit out Uranagi kind of deal he yeah. does at side slam, which is yeah. really cool. Uh, he starts working over Chompa's neck, um, you know, and Thatcher's still watching on, but. Uh, we ended up seeing, you know, Champa makes a comeback. It's that running knee smash. Yeah, he and, did. Uh, I haven't that, seen it in a while. That, yeah, you know, that's about the time the camera shows Thatcher's ear. Like I said, he needed those five yeah. stitches from, you know, uh, their match from over the weekend. Which, good call this time, cameraman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know Great I mean? call. Yeah, you know pan, what I'm saying? pan to what that did to this man last time. Yeah, exactly. we want to see the damage. But uh, um, Grimes does escape the Willow's Bell, and uh, he does hit the fallaway moonsault uh, slam for two. And at this point, Tyler Russ does jump up on the apron and runs down well, who, past who, Thatcher. Who, again, is Thatcher's student who was from yeah. last week yeah. in case, as of a week ago yes. yeah he didn't have a name quote unquote back then he's he's officially Tyler Russ I saw on the, on the exactly. social media so just but throw it out throw it, that out there exactly but he runs down uh, you know, he was the one that did that helped, uh, you know, corner Champa prior to his match with Thatcher. So he's down there on the apron. Champa sees him coming, catches him, and kind of teases the Willow's Bell while, while waving at uh, Thatcher. But then he ultimately lets go. Yeah, the ref was and, telling uh, him, like, this is not your opponent, Champa. <laughs> exactly. But he lets go, evades the cave in, and uh, hits a Willow's Bell for the win over uh, Cameron Grimes. And post match, we do get Thatcher. He's kind of continuing to sit and watch Tommaso. And then as Champa. It leaves he you know he stands up from his chair and you hear Champa yeah. say you know you studying because I could teach you a little more and you could try with your young boy over there too yeah, referring to Tyler I had, I had nothing to do with that yeah I got <laughs> nothing to do with you know and, and you know Champa just doesn't really take it at face value he ends up exiting up the ramp but uh, Grimes now confronts Thatcher for sitting in on the match and Thatcher tries to walk away he tries to spin him back around and I, the best I could say is he kind of grabs his his ankle and like hyperextends it. Yeah, he kind of you know, does like a like a ankle lock, almost snap like a, or like a, something like a standing. I don't know. It was like a dragon screw without the dragon screw. Exactly. The one thing I did, uh, I forgot that they that they did mention or Barrett mentioned, which I was surprised or not surprised. I was happy that they finally you know did something about it. Was they talked about him being trained by Jeff Hardy? Yep. So I thought that was kind of cool as well. Definitely, but, definitely. Um, I, I did dig that. We did get the the backstage the more, interview with Raquel. 
Oh, I forgot about that because I, I did go yeah. from that to the to the Zaya Lee Boa vignette. Oh yeah, no, and we will jump into that. Uh, it was pretty short and sweet from Raquel. You know, she just basically says, you know, War Games was the that's biggest exactly night of what her. it was. Yeah, yeah, and she's been good with that. But uh, War yeah. Games biggest night of her of her career. Uh, it's, it talks about her victory with her team, but how it came at a cost, alluding to Kai suffering uh, an, you know an injury at the hands of Ember, which kind of makes sense why she's facing Ember later uh, tonight. But uh, she ends up saying tonight Ember's gonna wish she never returned to NXT. You know, short and sweet. Like like we said, and then this brings us to this week's installment of uh, vignettes for Zeely and Boa. Um, and you know, these are really fast and and they're sh- probably short and sweet as well. I mean, you just get more visual. And this week, you see, you know, uh, Zeely is shown she's training painfully in what they call the wooden dummy. And I have looked that up. That's not lack of a better term. No, no, I know, no, I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen the wooden dummy in a few uh, MMA uh, exactly. uh, gyms as well. Like, exactly. It, it's, I mean, it's legit. Like, and I mean, it's, it's, it's the tough in your ass up. Oh, definitely. Much, you and, I mean? and to that point, she's got the, you know, she's striking it with these bloody knuckles, and yeah. her master commands her to strike faster. Then we see Boa. He's shown with fresh cuts on his face. He's being repeatedly struck with a kendo stick on his chest, on his back, and uh, you know, the master's commanding whoever's wielding yeah, these sticks harder, to hit faster. him harder. Exactly. Yeah, so you see this kind of continuous loop of Boa and Zaire like going through this physical torture, but they're like willing themselves through the pain. Uh, and then you kind of see Boa's face gets a little bloodier from punches while Zaya wipes freaking... blood from her fists yeah. on her cheek. And uh, th- this basically gets to she the starts, end. She starts kicking the wooden dummy too. You start seeing, you know, yeah, her more and more like, intense and just, yeah, it's really uh... losing herself and using the pain. Letting the pain work for her, they, I have to say. The way that they, that they used her emotion to paint. Uh, what she was going through was what's great. Very yeah, she's yeah, good with this. She's well. got the right faces for that. But uh, this ends with the camera kind of catches another like glimpse of this hooded uh, female that we've been seeing. It just kind of has like this drooping black hair, I, I white could, painted face, yeah. and like this red streak across I was about her to say, eyes. I, I did see the red streak clearly, clear as day this time, and I'm like. So young is that so young? I'm like I, I don't it's, know. It's hard, like, be- and again, I, I remember she was like open, you know, and, and and was a free agent, but that was like in the middle of the year, and I've you know I've seen her in yo, Impact, if, so I don't know. Maybe she's uh, maybe she is gonna leave. Who knows? I mean, we've said there's numerous talents, you know, other than just uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the Rascals or, or, or two thirds of the Rascals? Yeah, and then uh, the North. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh yeah, Ethan Page. Ethan Page and Taya and Taya, all that. So, yeah, that's true. Who knows? But uh, this brings us to a another in-ring segment segment heavy this week uh with the power couple um which is i guess the gargano family basically and uh, i mean he he did you see <laughs> he had that post uh interview where he basically referred to him as his adopted son oh yeah and and yeah. Can- candace did the same thing with indy oh, and was like because she was like she see her she slayed out there oh he, he, slay L- lorey let's slay oh my god she's like my daughter you know, and it was just like, jeez. Oh but uh, uh, we, we, we did get a new uh, nickname for her, by the way. Is, uh, was it Mrs. War Games? Yeah, or, or he calls her the General. Yeah, which, the General. Which, and rolls right into Miss War Games because she has led her team back-to-back victories. Because um, obviously he is Mr. Takeover. But what I liked about this is or Johnny I, Take, I, whatever I, is, I talked yeah. about this on the show briefly. And there was a, this weird belief that maybe No Way Jose might have been on his way back to NXT because – Curiously, WWE trademarked The Way, you know, like a month ago, and people were trying to figure out what's that about, and we get that answer. So, looks like The Way might be the unofficial official name of oh, this the faction okay. for, 
Yeah, Johnny Gargano. And I love how he, you know, he comes out. He says, we told you guys we'd show you the way. Now you're looking at it. Talks about representing both present and future with yeah. having Indy and, and Austin in there. And at this point, Austin says, yeah, the Milky Way. Like we said And he's like, anyway. Yeah, yeah clearly like, not right. on the same page. And now yeah. I can't tell, is this uh, a form of, I, I mean, yeah, we'll give you a push, but you're going to look dumb. That That's, like, that's I, what I, I, was, I was thinking, like. Like as strong as they looked coming out of war games, they looked real goofy mm-hmm. on the following NXT, which I wasn't a fan of. So exactly, but Gargano he talks about how they overcame so much. Talks about you know Candice hurting her arm. He talks about the bloodbath in his mouth before he got stitches, which I can't imagine what it was for. Uh, but then he uh, cues Indy to bring in the surprise. Asked for a very last days of oh, cool God. drum roll from both these clowns, uh, and then unveils this trophy Whoa, that can't. I can only describe as having. A green-haired Bratz doll head attached hey, to the top. You know how expensive it is to overnight something from Italy. Yeah. yeah oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, you got to you got to punch that in. Right? It's specifically he, imported from Italy. I must. I was like, that. this was garbage. But I love how he says, "Oh yeah, that's Shotzi's head." <laughs> it's just like, yeah. okay, because you say so. But uh, this goes on a little bit more. You see a no-look high five from Johnny and Austin, <laughs> which is. You know, and it's so great, you know, but basically they talk about there's a tag match that's set for next week between Leon Ruff and uh, he's teaming with Priest to go against them two. Uh, he kind of tries to sign off by saying, if you're not in the way, then Ray tries to say that you better get out of our way. Isn't it, isn't it, I would definitely work on that delivery. I, I thought it was, if you're not in our way, then stay out the way. That's what it should be, but she definitely said, then you better get out of our way. Like, because I just, the cadence, so I was like, right cadence, wrong verbiage. Like, I would focus on the way and just keep you know but priest ends up coming out for the second time tonight he interrupts and uh congrats gargano for being a three-time north american champion because we can't you know not mention that and then commends uh austin for a good reveal then asks hey did you bring that pipe because I'm, I'm i'm here to shove it up your ass you know and starts beelining towards the ring after spiking the mic down on the ramp but carry just cross. gotta stop here because carrying cross was looking weak I'm sorry. Was I don't not a fan of, of the way it, he wasn't, I, it was he weird. wasn't as explosive yeah. as it should have been. And I will say that, but Karrion Cross does show up and he does attack him from behind. The power throws, bomb was nice. Throws him into the plexiglass, power bombs him through. I, I want to say a table that was at ringside. I couldn't really tell, but I, I agree with you. It, it was cool to see him, but it, it just wasn't the explosive Karrion that we've seen. And that kind of surrounds him and the mystique behind that explosiveness you know and and so it just kind of felt like a regular run-in yeah because you know? even when he just ran in and, and hit him from the side like commentary seemed like they were even struggling to figure out who it was yeah definitely and maybe it's, oh he's wearing a, a jacket like a real person <laughs> i don't know that was that was it too i was like well you were you you kind of had a different aesthetic before when you were attacking people yeah, you weren't really with the street clothes. I mean, you, you yeah. had you were still kind of doing like the hitman look. Exactly. Yeah, and I thought. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, was expecting and, the jacket and all. Yeah, the long one. And, and, all and it wasn't so much the fact that he was in street clothes. It was the fact that I was. I. I know. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more quote unquote hard hitting. Yeah. Um. It's like one of those things where like. I understand the need to feed him, feed somebody to him before he goes straight to Finn, mm-hmm. but. Like, I much rather would have seen him pop out behind Finn and choke them out. You know what I mean? 
True. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and he, you know, Finn was kind of mocking his his entrance lights and stuff too yeah. when his well, music hit. So I, I thought something like that could happen. Because yeah, because every time, ever since I thought about them two tying it up, I'm like, well, there's obviously like the the entrance factor already with those two, which you know it's a little similar. Yeah. With the smoke, uh, you know, they, they both got the smoke show, quote unquote. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but I was gonna say this ends with Cross, uh, like we said, we put him through a table, and then he exits to the parking lot where Scarlett is waiting in the passenger like, no, no, seat. She's which, the uh, one that waits in the car. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I was sure this was all visually done on purpose, and uh, she laughs as a uh, cross drives off. Uh, this takes us to a uh, backstage interview or an attempted one with Tyler Russ. Like I said, there's just something in the air where no one can uh, have an interview without it being interrupted. Because uh, Tyler's asked uh, whether or not he's working with Thatcher after you know his interaction during uh, Tommaso's match, and he is about to respond but gets interrupted by Malcolm Bivens, who we talked about last week, was seen in the back. Uh, possibly trying to recruit uh, and he kind of confirms that by saying hey you're a star in the making I saw you take the initiative it's been a week since I've given you my business card so let's go talk business and uh, Russ leaves the interview and Bivens tells Mackenzie they should do lunch and that's about it and uh, yeah I mean brings us to Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane yeah mm-hmm. which is uh, again Killian Dane's first match back on NXT TV yep um, I thought it was well worked because yeah. they're trying to go back to the whole head injury from being, you know, having his head slammed in the car. I mean, Dane, obviously very upset <laughs> and emotional from the brawl and pull apart from earlier. He hits a pair of bicycle kicks early on and then uh, he goes for a headbutt, uh, uh, you know, but he misses. And that same head injury, it comes into play because he misses and collides with the ring post and Dunn kind of takes control for a little bit after this, you know. But, uh, I mean, we get to a point where Dunn does the backflip. You know, it seems like he's going to do – I think he does the Gamangiri, as they call it, that uh, running Enziguri in the corner. And uh, even gets a rebound snap German suplex, which is very impressive on a guy the size of Dane, I will say. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dunn's been putting on muscle, but it was still pretty cool to see. Uh, but at this point, we uh, Dane starts making a comeback. We're seeing – the you know he does the uh, uranagi he does the powerbomb elbow drop combo for two even goes to the ulster Always plantation he's the one that does that mm-hmm. yeah definitely but he goes for the ulster plantation or the one winged angel the one winged plantation mm-hmm. but uh, dunn counters it into a hanging arm bar which dane quickly turns into a deadlift powerbomb um at the end of the day we do get Brit and Brawler's trying to run down, but Drake is at ringside uh, out of nowhere, has a chair and chases them off. And then he turns around to kind of let Dane know, like, hey, I got it. But the minute he turns around, he gets jumped. Uh, Dane helps chase them off, but he runs right into a kick in the head, which turns into a bitter end for the win. And uh, we see Britt M and uh, Brit and Brawler's and uh, Pete Dunn kind of share a stare down with Dane and Drake in the ring after the match. So. I guess that's going to be their next feud. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they didn't settle it in tag team ways, but it's still weird because it wasn't that long ago where, you you know, the Unspeeded Era were jumping Drake and Killian Dane. So it's it's kind of weird. Oh, with know. Roddy and Bobby. Yeah, yeah you know, so. But uh, we got uh, two more things. Leon Ruff, backstage segment. Uh, Ruff is basically asked about Priest and his status after we saw him get attacked by Cross. At this point, Johnny and Austin interrupt. Uh, Johnny says there's no way he'll be ready because Priest is probably too busy shooting imaginary arrows in a hospital room somewhere. Uh, but he dares Ruff to face them two-on-one if he's brave enough. Uh, and then him and uh, Austin. 
across and laugh and walk off. But Kushida steps in the frame and uh, volunteers his services as a partner for Rough next week. And they share a fist bump uh, right before we get into the main events. I like I like me some Kushida. I just got to say that. Yeah, I just need some more consistent Kushida. Yeah, because for me, like, as soon as I'm hearing that they're supposed to tag and I see what happens to him with Cross, I'm thinking, well, he's for sure going to be like, no, I'm going out to Cross, so he's going to have to find some. I was thinking that they were going to bring Kurt Stallion back since he was hurt for their first and tag they did, match. And but... they said he is the number one contender right now for the Cruiserweight title, but I, it's hard because I've never seen the guy. I don't know much about is him. He on, but... uh, is he on 205? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, see, how, that's how he won it was uh, some tournament on 205. Is But is uh, Legato on 205? Are they even being featured over there? I believe so. Yeah, so I mean, I would they just like, need it, man, because they're not on NXT every week. So, but that, no, they, I mean, they've been pretty consistent, though. Yeah, that, that's like you know, I've always given them props on how they, uh, you know, present cycle them. everybody in and out. Yeah, pretty much, no, definitely but, rotate. But uh, you know, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon main event, which is good for Raquel. Uh, Moon uses her quickness to evade, but uh, Raquel she blocks the diving code breaker and just throws her off. Really uses her size in this. Uh, she starts goozling Ember around the ring, then hits back to back bill throws again. Using that that size man uh she misses a running boot and uh emperor starts trying to chop her down she hits four single leg drop kicks in a row which was pretty impressive because they were all right all right on the target but only drops her to a knee which i thought again that size factor uh we see a basement flatliner from ember but raquel rolls to the floor veteran thoughts right there man she uh even gets ember in a gory lock which or is it gory stretch what is the, the gory uh, special gory special thank you sir and then she gets loose and goes for a cross body and she boots the shit out of ember in midair it's not even fair is it is it so what which was worse the one that i remember bianca belair had a had a really Ooh, mean one it, and, and then i remember like charlotte had got her in one too i, I would say it's bianca belair territory okay for okay. sure because that one was <laughs> oh yeah uh ember starts uh matching up some moves she gets a tornado snap suplex which is cool to see wade barrett who's the only guy i've seen do that move call that move uh and then she does a handspring forearm oh, the wings to change do. no no no. it's a tornado snap suplex oh the, oh my bad yeah, yeah from the right. corner but uh, she does a handspring forearm follows with a satellite ddt which i haven't really seen her hit and she only gets two she hits that low pay which sends raquel over the announce table and then mm. it's weird because ember starts climbing like, I don't know. It's part of the set. Like, it's like this structure that looks like it's part of the Titantron, but it just happens to be, like, next to the announce table. So Ember, like, tries to find high ground. I don't know if she's trying to do a big spot, but she gets cut off almost instantly, and then Raquel has her over her shoulder. Snake eyes are pretty stiffly into the ring post and throws her back in the ring. Uh, she, she loves her snake eyes. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. Cool. And uh, it gets down to this, man. Ra- Raquel blocks the eclipse from ember and uh ember ends up countering the finish to go for a cradle pin but as soon as she kicks out she hits that single arm power bomb with a uh, just it just looked great one two three she won uh the, the main event and a uh, post match we see gonzalez celebrating but tony storm comes out and she goes to attack Amber when Rhea Ripley's music hits. Rhea walks down. She pulls Amber to the ringside safety, I should say. And then Tony and her start having a stare down until uh, Raquel interrupts. And she sends Tony off. And she initi- initiates her own stare down with Rhea. And they just kind of circle each other until Raquel exits the ring. But, like, looking, like, you know, standing tall, basically. And they just stare each other down. That's the end of the show. I'm just, I don't want to see them staring at each other no more. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. Very. Done. <laughs> Pete Dunn. <laughs> Pete Dunning. Well and done. 
Yes. And uh, almost like our review for NXT, but uh, that was NXT on this side of the war. Now on the other side, are you ready to light the fuse, sir? I'm ready to light the fuse. Uh, it started off a little hot. We yeah. had uh, the Young Bucks, the brand spanking new. I guess not brand spanking new, but they've been on a roll. Yeah. They haven't defended them yet. No. Uh, the AEW Tag Team Champions, Young Bucks taking on the threat in uh, TH2. Hybrid too. Um, I did like this match. Obviously, yeah. I'm a and hybrid. remember they said if Hybrid were able to win despite their win loss record, they would earn a title shot. So I thought that was yeah. Good. I I mean there was uh, as a to be a total coal miner here. There was the caveat. Yep. Um, but uh, I did like the match. I am a, a, a probably in the minority of being a TH2 fan. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we need to see more of those guys. But yeah, it was great seeing them. I did like uh, the way that they were able to. Uh, what's the word? Uh, cut off the bucks. That's uh, several different attempts of trying to do stuff. Yeah. I, obviously, my boy Angelico was looking real good. Um, getting a little bit more in ring shine because uh, yep. usually he's usually the guy that just tags in and you know sets up the double T move and stuff like that. They, yeah. they, they had a actually one move where it was like he held him in like a a uh, a flatliner type of a uh, position, mm-hmm. and then what's his name? Uh, Jack Evans ran it and got him in a. Neck breaker while he simultaneously yeah. hit him with like an Irish yeah. It, yeah, curse it, it, it was like Exactly. I was gonna say it was it was like almost like a like a Uranagi backbreaker mixed with the running neck breaker. It, it, it was simultaneously, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um I did love the seeing the risky business. Yeah. Uh, from from Young Bucks. I haven't seen it in a while, but they were they were uh celebrating a little bit too much. Well, were, yeah, yeah, I, I will say. Um one thing I did like too in TH2 because we don't get to see him a lot. We saw, you know, there's that spot I know that they do a lot is where, uh, you know, Helico will get somebody up on the shoulders and then Jack will jump oh, off the, that guy's back dive? and do oh, a moonsault yeah. to the outside, which he hit Nick with. And then we saw like that back suplex diving foot stomp um, yeah, that was and dope. that assisted 450 we've been seeing him do for a little bit too. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good match. I mean, we did see super kick parties here and there, um, but. We would see. I think it was a Jack that ate the the. Um, uh, I guess that wasn't the indie taker on the floor. Yeah, it was. And then uh, they hit the BTE trigger for the win. But they they did have a little bit of a, a skirmish. Oh, you're uh, right. Yeah. You know, they, they they did a what a, a buckle bomb or not? I a guess sunset he, flip he, power bomb. Yeah, he power bomb was it was it uh, Jack into the the acclaimed who are ringside? Yes. Because I was thinking the whole time I'm like, so the acclaimed have to be at ringside, right? I mean, it, I mean, why would they introduce them? Yeah. Uh, other than to not show them, you know. Earning their spot on dark, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree because it was weird to think like, oh, and now you guys have a match next week to debut. That's cool. Other people I mean, have been sitting, but okay. I, I know Tony was excited to announce the signing of, of both of them. So I mean, I I I just never seen them work. I think they're just even a first time tag team together. Yeah, that, oh, that might be true. First time they've been paired together. Okay. Yeah, I, I, well, from post, what I believe post match we do see the acclaimed jump the barricade. They tease rushing the Bucks, but SCU come out and they kind of run them off. And we just yeah, see SCU them. were like right there. Yeah, waiting. They, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Doc Daniels is in there like what? Uh, I'm I'm back here doing TV. I'll go right out right now. He's like, dude, I'll I'll give him the spice rack. I'll put a, I'll go back to Curry Man on the ass. I'll for turn, sure. I'll turn up the heat. The only thing I wanted to mention too is we did see what the Bucks said about Kenny right before the match, where they said, "Hey, we're happy for Kenny, but we haven't seen or heard from him in over a week." So I, I thought that was uh, pretty telling because you know they're telling this whole story about is it a coup, is it a screw job? But we'll get to it. Uh, this moves on to a backstage promo from MJF, who talks about how he's not a fan of his pinky finger being bare, or someone making a mockery of this sport by sticking their hands in their pockets I and love kicking people in slow motion. The whole time I was like, Cornette, 
creamed after watching this. Promo. Oh yeah, but it was a great promo. And yeah. it's just because of every he's basically said everything that he says. You he know said he's gonna bash Orange's brains in, which I yeah. was like, all for a ring, my dude. But I, I did love how he said, "I'll be lucky enough to upset some not so smart marks," you know, because he's better and you know it. And obviously, you know. To textbook stuff no lie i thought he was going to be drilling that in so many times that we we're it was going to get old really quick but yeah. it, it hasn't sparingly it yeah. really hasn't yeah uh next we get a really cool vignette i liked from darby allen you see him sitting yes. down with a therapist taking a ink block test uh the first photo he sees ricky starks aka a wolf in sheep's clothing second photo he sees powerhouse hobbs aka a snake in the grass and in the third uh photo he sees brian cage or what he calls a puppet, uh, but the, it says he also sees the number one contender. Yeah, the new number one contender, which I, you know, we as much as I don't want to see him, like like t- Team Taz has been the ball and chain on Darby for a long time. Yeah, and it's but yeah, it's almost like do I go through the gauntlet so we can get something new for you? I guess. I mean, but at the same time, his reasonings for wanting to give Brian Cage that opportunity yeah, made I, I so much it. sense. So yeah, he talked about how get mad at it. How, he, yeah, we he's talked been about trying it to too. end yeah. his career since he stepped foot in AW. Even says you've beat me, but not by yourself. So I want to see if you can. Basically, yeah. and uh, I like how they ended it. Last photo clearly shows Sting's paint, and Darby just chuckles at it. And uh, speaking of Sting, this brings us to our next segment, which is a mix of things because it wasn't announced Cody would speak, but it was announced that Sting would speak. Yeah, and, uh, that, that's what kind of threw me. But I was like, he couldn't just have let Sting have his moment, you know? Like, well, it's it, like first segment. Can I? Be, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna book myself in this first. Like, oh, I see. You know I see. I, mean? I got like, you. Not from like, not from him... kayfabe. You're talking about yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it was it was um, this was different than I envisioned. Um, I thought he was going to keep it real cryptic or real, what's the word we used to use with uh, stoic. No, we used to use it, we used it with uh, in terms like like Mark used to say it a lot with Ember or Alistair in mm. terms of keeping that uh mystique. That mystique. There yeah, we go. yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it, it was different because last week he showed up, no words. I was talking about how that was very key in the looks, and we talked about the exorcist head turns of everyone that didn't know. And so, I don't know. I mean, you just kind of think like it's going to be is a vigilante sting, or that's what it seems like, you know. But this starts off uh, basically with, uh, you know, we see Darby – Sitting in a nosebleeds per usual, and now we see Tony Schiavone. He's asking Cody about how he felt about Sting's debut last week. Then the lights go out. Sting's music hits. Uh, he makes his way to the ring, and uh, you know you see Arn kind of say, you know, I got to get a closer look to make sure this is real. And then you know, kind of observes they both have an agenda and says, all right, I'm gonna let you guys, you know, leave you guys your own devices. Tony Schiavone goes to do the same thing, but Sting's like, whoa, 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 you know, he wants a big hug and. Thanks him for, you know, coining the it's yeah. sting because it helped his career so much and even gets him to, to pop the live crowd with it's, one right there. Especially, you know, and not to go too far into it because I know we are going to have to uh, talk about the impact wrestling thing, but they did have that weird Tony and Tony commercial where Tony was asking Tony Schiavone, that's mm. Tony Khan, about, you know, because, you know, we knew that it was going to be advertised, Sting was going to speak, and he even says, when's the last time you talked to Sting? And he said, uh, on air, uh, twenty five years. Like, twenty five years. Ooh, man. You know what I mean. So it, it definitely yeah, was, you know, like, one of those things where, like, in for the real. Thing, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 why would you leave? Or like, good brother. Come on, <laughs> come on, brother. Is that ski bone? Yes, yeah, ski bone to the bone. But uh, Cody, he officially welcomes Sting back and thanks Sting for his help last week and says, you know, with just in short notice, I've been waiting to share this ring with you for a long time. And Sting just interrupts and says, well, I'm not here for you, at least not right now. 
Uh, he Which talks, I love the tease. I de- love the tease. Definitely. Uh, I love how he talked about how familiar it felt, you know, being in TNT. It really points at, at, yeah, points at Darby and the quote-unquote Raptors. Uh, one thing I like that he said was that, you know, now that he's in AEW, he knows it's, it's the same animals, but some of them are uh, a lot different. But nonetheless, he's made a full circle. He's back in the jungle. He's back in TNT and uh, says, you know, I, he plans to be around the promotion for a while. And, the, and how he chooses to play is his business and, he, he, and uh, ends the segment by well, getting well, close he, to Cody. He did say there's only one thing for sure about staying. Oh, well, yeah. And I, that nothing is for sure. about Yeah, that, that's yeah. his favorite thing to say. Yeah. You know, and I like that because we, you're right, because Cody does kind of welcome him again yeah. with like kind of a more serious tone. And Sting kind of struggling him off against his, you know, hey, if there's a time and place, it'll happen. Who knows? Maybe. For sure. Not for sure. You know, like his mind game, his perfect mind games, you know. But, uh, yeah, going back, he basically ends the segment getting close to Cody, puts his arm over him kind of condescendingly and says, hey, I'll see you around, kid. And uh, But still, you know, another teaser. Yep. Another, you yeah. know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. And uh, right on target, like you said, tethered to Darby, who was kind of well, part th- of this. This was actually a really good presentation for Team Taz, though, on, on the other yeah. hand for a change. But then yeah. you had cage just you know get his yeah, cue off camera I, it's just, just so weird mood. like yeah it's, it's always so ill-timed like, yeah, and we get to what we're talking about is backstage team taz is there they're mocking the segment between sting and cody taz says a better moment is when team taz was beating the holy hell out of them last week and then he even see, uh, says that tony khan had to sign the icon to save his two golden boys i really like that verbiage um they also uh, noticeably was hook yeah, Hook uh, Taz's son is now yeah. a train is now training with Team Taz. Uh, Starks made that official, and uh, Taz basically ends it by saying, "My guys are always ready to kick ass." And like you said, Kate says, "Who's better? Who better to kick ass than Who better? Who better, brother?" But uh, next segment, uh, it's them boys. Well, not them boys, but say yeah. No, not Ed. Uh, <laughs> you know, I-, I couldn't help but watching this. And I was what like, I mean is Varsity Blondes. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. teaming up against FTR with Telly. Blanchard I couldn't help but think. I was like, wouldn't wouldn't Brian Pillman Jr. have a low key birthright to join the Fear the Revolution? Revol- if they if they have this other horseman group, I'm like him being a, a former horseman. I mean, I mean that'd be kind of cool. Not this incarnation well, of him, but I, he looked good in that match, though. He really did. I, I was gonna say I, the one thing I was thinking about, and that's a good point to bring up, Quince, is um I was thinking about their fandom for Pillman's dad being how their big heart yeah, foundation marks true. in FTR. So I wonder if they were just like, man, this is really cool. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, a really good match. They I bumped mean, for him. Yeah, definitely yeah, bumped. You know? I mean, Pillman hits that 180 cross body early on like his daddy. Yeah. Uh, even later on, not to skip too far, does hit the uh, the, the springboard clothesline, though they called it a shoulder well, block. Well, see, he did hit a shoulder block, and he went for the clothesline later and didn't get it. Oh, I, I, yeah. It looks like, it, to me, it looked like he hit the clothesline, but it looked ugly so they called it a shoulder block, but either way, uh, FTR uh, they would dominate. We did what I like too is we did see the demolition decapitation, which I haven't seen them hit that in a while. Which is you know the uh, demolition's old you know the yeah, elbow yeah, drop yeah. backbreaker. Um, you mean it's not the ghetto blaster? Unfortunately not. Unfortunately Darn it. not. Uh, and I even love how they you know distracted the ref while Tully got his got his little slaps in. But uh, they <laughs> yeah. basically uh, Pillman will eat a brain buster and then they hit the Goodnight Express for the win. Post match, it was just a small if minor skirmish between Jurassic Express and FTR. Yeah, it seemed like real uh, just forced. Yeah, for, to be honest. But I one thing I wanted to point out is the there's a three horse logo now on the back of Tully's jacket. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's part of their new shirt as well, the Fear the Revelation yeah, shirt. That was, I, I want to say that might have been an unofficial logo for a while 
when they started the jackets because yeah it was like i saw it then but yeah i, I just saw that they made it a shirt to your point yeah, yeah which man, it looked dope man uh this takes us to a backstage interview hangman adam page where uh fathead marvez is asking <laughs> page who his partners will be in this uh six-man tag that's scheduled for next week against the hardy party which is private party and matt hardy uh just as page goes the answer reynolds and john silver emerge from behind the bar wearing tiny cowboy hats and they're just ready to volunteer their services as his partner uh page does decline at first and then reynolds kind of says well if not us let's be honest who is it going to be kind of reminding him of his current lack of friends uh page then agrees but clarifies hey it's just one match i'm not going to join the dark order and uh they agree to the terms but start yeehawing and ride them cowboy they're they're ecstatic beyond beyond i mean which doesn't that tell you something like they're able to get to hangman but not brody yeah Exactly. Yeah, and, and I will say this, and I don't want to go too far on this, but I'm curious about Brody's absence. Like, I'm wondering, Dude. like, what is he doing? I haven't heard he was hurt. I haven't heard. Well, like, the, I don't he, know he what had the a, is. He had a minor ankle injury coming out of the uh, the dog collar match. But, oh, okay. But, again, I think I, tell, I said it last week. It's like it's real weird because uh, it could just because they don't like the leaks and all that. But Tony, anytime he's asked about it, he's real close. He plays it close to the vest. Hmm. Like, he doesn't really, like, say, like, yeah, he should, he, he'll be back. Uh, you know, for the company, uh, you know, pretty soon. But that's all he ever says. He hasn't addressed mm. where he's at. Maybe it's why personal. he's not on TV. Yeah, I, I'm wondering. I was like, maybe he was mad about the Cody thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I, don't know. I wouldn't think. I mean, I still you think know? they did more for Brody in that title run than they than WWE has ever done. I think for Luke Harper. Period. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, that it makes me. I'm missing him. You know, they say you know it makes the heart grow fonder. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'd really miss. Like and not to say that Dark Order has completely become a joke. I mean, but they've more or less fell into the hands of more like Silver and Evil Uno. Well, I was gonna say they've Reynolds, done a good you know? job. Now Uno's really got some reins on it yeah, a little bit, and we'll actually, get into it in a yeah, little bit because this next match is coming. Uh, yeah, they've been coming off really versus, good. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I will say they they're they're getting a good uh, a kind of a renewed shelf life too now with the, the, this new Brodyless direction which is weird but i'm still waiting for brody to return nonetheless we got 10 taking on dustin Rhodes. uh it's a big house tie up uh, is how i wrote it before dustin takes control uh we see a big flapjack shouts to mark from 10 and then he hits his big thrusting spine buster and uh he boots dustin off the apron uh, this basically, uh, it's weird. You see Aaron Solo is sitting front row, which I haven't seen I, a I was, lot from him, yeah, I was, except for BTE and on Dark. He's usually on Dark. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was wondering if maybe they had something on Dark the day before, which why that, That's the only thing I could think of. Because you even see, mention it on commentary, right? so. Because cause he's at ringside, and Aaron Solo like kind of pulls Ten's arm. Yeah, he like reaches and, for And him, yeah. in response, he hits him with a bicycle kick, but... Uh, after that, as soon as he uh, he goes into the ring, uh, Dustin kind of takes charge again and hits a running bulldog for the win, which seemed a little yeah, flat, I, was I will say. Yeah. But after the match, Evil Uno, uh, you know, he, he cuts Dustin's music and says, hey, you know, while I cannot change the past that we have together, perhaps I can improve on our future. Uh, you know, it talks about how Dustin's legacy has survived five decades, but uh, his name is still kind of still comes with pressure as he's seemingly become the, quote, third most important roads uh, in AEW, as yeah. it seems. Uh, he says the Dark Order can help him if Dustin takes his rightful place as seven, which I thought was very interesting. Well, see, alluding to his past I, WCW I loved gimmick. it until Tony was like, oh, he doesn't want to be that number. I'm like, no, Tony, just let people yeah. figure it out. Yeah, like, let them dig, you know? Let, yeah, but you I know thought I mean? it was well presented. Yeah, uh, it really was. Uno does the uh, Dark Order sign, but Dustin slaps him, and uh, Dark Order go to rush him, but no, Uno he, calls him off and yo, says... he smacked the shit out of he him. He did. I'm sorry. He said, but but Uno, uh, instead of getting the receipt and yeah. jumping him, he says, you know, he calls him 
come off and says, you know, when Dustin sees the light and understands what I understand, he'll come begging for it. So I yeah. thought that was really good. It definitely was because, I mean, hey, we've seen him play different characters before. We've seen him be a heel in the Goldust character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not beneath Dustin, you know what I'm no. saying? Like, I, I mean, and he knows how to speak cryptic and all that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to position him as the new head of Dark Order with Brody gone on how that would work. Now, well, Brody they, do his own thing. I don't. I'm not too sure. Well, but. they're looking at a couple prospects for sure. But in Hangman and Dustin, both would be pretty good gets. But definitely I, would bolster I, I, up I, I, the the squad a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how you know Dustin did just kind of do a uh, color change not too long ago, and it is blue, but blue's not too far from like that midnight. Yeah. Purple, purple. That, purple that they've been doing so but uh this brings us to another interview. and especially cold hasn't really been working out exactly so much nah nah you know but go ahead I yeah think he got he got the, the delete last week <laughs> loser leaves AEW <laughs> match but uh i digress uh we get a uh um interesting interview with shaquille o'neal tony shivani uh, they are not inside uh the you know the um inside daily place or anything like inside that the nba yeah they're probably inside okay. the nba but uh we <laughs> see brandy is shown sitting down with tony she's wearing a sling and Sounds upset that Tony kind of like introduced Shaq better than her. But Shaq brings up the interaction recently with Jade and Cody and uh, talks about how he and Jade go back a long way. But also says he didn't appreciate what happened to Brandy's arm. Brandy says neither does she, but explains that, you know, it was really undeserved because she came into her house and disrespected her family. But uh, says that she's ready to get back in Jade's face if he tries it again, but hopes that the drama will stop kind of so no one will else will get hurt yeah because Shaq was downplaying it saying well you know I was doing just kind of talking trash on Twitter yeah it says I'm you know no Cody. disrespect so just kind of fun yeah like, like like he tried to play it off like Jade kind of was rogue on that mission yeah like representing of him yeah and him not really taking it as serious as she and was Tony it, Tony yeah. even suggests maybe they could you know Jade and Brandy could kind of make amends on Dynamite which Shaq seems like he's into, even declares his love for the entire Rhodes family, but then, uh, and says he can't wait to see what happens, but then he has, he says this thing where Brandy goes to leave, where he says, hey, well, since you're in a sling, you should take pointers from Jade in the meantime. Brandy does not take kindly to this, feels disrespected, and calls Shaq an overgrown asshole for throwing a cup of water in his face. So, I mean, I thought Shaq did a good job. Though. I mean, the, the, he if he would have said it like more like, uh, you know, maybe you could watch tape on instead of like not make it seem like, like if you were to watch tape on her, it sounds honest enough, like so you can look out for what she may be throwing your way. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like I said, at least they didn't wait. I mean, like I said, I was getting ready to just say, oh, okay, this is another thing, like the Tyson thing that just didn't pan out. Yeah, that's you what, know I, what I, mean? I was so, thinking at first, which um, I'm glad it's not. Cause, because, you know, we've only seen Jade, what, one of the time, which is when she actually injured her arm. That yeah. was like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, and she's still yet to have her official first wrestling match. So, yeah. And I don't mean in AEW. I mean ever. Because that that's what it sounds like she's yet – to wrestle at all but uh this i don't know because people are saying that she she is uh people know who she i don't know i've never heard of her. she's a fitness person from what i was able to gather but i don't know it's, much it's, more yeah, i gotta that. double check that because people were making it sound like oh that she can go because like wwe work was going to sign her but they passed on her well i saw a thing where she was answering she was going to ask me anything on her stories the other day oh, and okay. someone said oh i'm such a big fan and she was like wow i haven't even had my first match yet you know, so that's why I don't know if that means an AW. I feel like or, maybe, maybe so. her first match on a mainstream type of company 
gotcha. uh, type of level. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, I, like I said, I know very little about her. So gotcha. uh, it just seemed like the next day when everybody was like, oh, this is where she's from and this is what she's done type thing. I'm like, well, I don't know if she hasn't had a match yet, but who knows? I'll do. I'll, knows? I'll definitely do some uh, due diligence and bring it back I don't, to the I don't, show. I don't think Shaq is watching indie wrestling, right? I, know, I highly doubt <laughs> like it. He's, he, yeah. he's like, oh, ever since Orlando, I've been on Orlando circuit. Well, I'm, in, I'm in the bubble checking in all the house shows I'm in the flow of the bubble <laughs> but uh, now nah, next this brings us to uh, one of the big ticket items tonight the ultimatum for uh, ultimatum for the inner circle uh, everyone's out there Jericho brings up the ultimatum this says, was done uh, right I thought so too and he talks about Sammy is mad at MJF Wardlow is mad at Hager Ortiz is mad at everyone and Santana is so pissed he didn't even show up uh, which, like you said, you clarified what's been going on with Santana lately. Uh, Jericho kind of encourages everyone to air out their grievances. MGF, he says, I love everyone like a brother, calls Ortiz's essay. Uh, but admits, hey, maybe I'm the issue because you know, he acknowledges you know, there are rumors that maybe he's there to break up the inner circle, but tells him don't believe the hype and reminds him, hey, I chose to join because I want to be part of the greatest faction in pro wrestling, but then quickly accuses Sammy of throwing in that towel on Jericho last Which, week. Which, that's the reason why when I say they didn't write is, you know, WWE, they'll pretend like someone didn't have a whole week to go back and look yeah, at something. and check it out and, and just yeah. let that be the uh, only until, version you sit yeah, with. Or, or like <laughs> they only realize the error of their ways when the week later the person has to bring up the footage via a sound guy or yeah. a tech guy from the back you know whatever kayfabe thing they do like oh man you're right oh man. like you know what i mean like it's it's i like how they don't play it like we're dumb or that exactly. their guys are stupid yeah too. i mean like, they started that back when uh jericho and cody were beefing and cody goes look yeah. this isn't the show where there's an invisible wall yeah and where we so can't, yeah i felt like they've done a good job since then uh jericho reminds mjf like you said hey i watched the show so i know exactly what happened uh ortiz takes the mic now and says you know santana was right i think mjf Wardlow, they are assets as talents they're pretty beneficial but as human beings it's debatable uh and he even says Wardlow's great doesn't need to change a thing and says despite mjf growing on him like a fungus at least it's progress uh and i like this he goes to sammy and says hey man that was jericho's pick and you know you can't choose your hand at the end of the day but together we're the winning hand so i thought that was a really cool way that he flipped it and then tells him hey you're a better you're a better man than mjf and he knows it so why don't you yeah, just no, be that- the bigger man shake his hand sammy does shake the hand he says uh, but yeah. not before saying hey jericho i trust you but if something else happens, I'm quitting the inner circle, you know? And so I thought that was pretty big for him to well, say. Well, I, I think it, it, it was very much telling where Jericho was like, all right, yeah, I'm taking that serious. Because, you know, my thing is like, I, I would have loved uh, Sammy's like, I'm serious. No more sex gods, none of it. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? If he would have yeah. added that. But, uh, yeah, I to did show love the it. severity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, also, because, you know, you saw how they've grown together with, you know, the, their, their dual, like, uh, Tranquilo-esque yeah. uh, uh, poses and stuff in their tag matches. Mm-hmm. And, but I did love, you know, Ortiz has been one of the ones that's been, you know, more loudmouth as far as, like, you know, being vocal yeah, and on, on what on side he's fence. at. So yeah, it, made, his, it made his, sense that he was the one that was, you know, especially yeah. if he's taking advice from some Santana. Yeah, his promo work has been impeccable, yeah, I think. And I, I don't know yeah. if that is, like you said, the absence of Santana has been forcing that to happen, but I, I've liked it. You know the what one I mean? Thing, like, the one thing, I thought he was going to say, like, you know, Chris, that was Chris's pick. You know what they say? You know, you can't pick family, but inner circles are family. Yeah, I so, thought they were going to do something like that, but you know, yeah, the 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 hand you were dealt and we're a winning a winning hand. That was a good. Yeah, that was together. A good touch yeah. Too. yeah so. uh, Hager starts arguing with Wardlow that about was having a staring problem, which was funny. But Jericho, ever since I've got here, <laughs> uh, Jericho gets in the look away from each other, and then he basically talks about getting on the same page. Sounds like he's going to finalize the promo when MGF interrupts. Is like. 
reminding everyone I'm in the main event with the same guy who beat my friend Jericho twice, which is hard to do. Trust me, I should know. And Jericho yeah. is not a fan of that and nah, says, hey, like, man, you're ruining it. Yeah. And, and you kind of see a face MJF makes like he's totally oblivious. And he tells everyone, hey, put it in. And everyone joins middle fingers and uh, they end the segment that way. So um, seems like for now they yeah, are it seemed on the a little too page. early to tease it, but I'm glad that. It was just a tease. Yeah. So. And this brings us to a backstage interview. FTR, I like this too. Marvez, Fathead Marvez. He brings up FTR losing against the Bucks and losing the titles. And Cash takes full responsibility, says, you know, I tried to beat them at their own game. But Tully cuts in and says, hey, don't, don't, you know, be too hard on yourself. I wasn't allowed at ringside. You know, I got the game plan. Like, I, I'm part I like of the that. team. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. We were down one guy in our team, you know. Uh, Dax says, quote, you can put a badass bumper sticker on the back of a Dodge Stratus, but it don't make it an 82 <laughs> Ford Bronco. Yeah, yeah. But we are the 82 Ford Bronco and Mario Andretti is at the wheel. Because FTR are the baddest team on the planet, Jack. And our only goal is the AEW Tag Team Championships. Is that good? That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that was more uh, a little bit more Scott Dawson than it was Dax. <laughs> yeah, I got. You. But I give it to you, man. <laughs> yeah, da Dax ends it by telling Marvez they should fear the revelation. Lar and, uh, large head Marvez. Large head Marvez. Hey, that kind of rhymes. I like that. There we go. Uh, this brings us to uh, another big ticket item that was sort of teased at the end of last week's episode, but yep. not in a good way. Uh, if you guys saw the you know the the aftermath it wasn't a bad seg but it wasn't worth putting it on youtube in my opinion but i digress eddie kingston teams with the butcher and the blade along with bunny at ringside to go against God, lance archer and yo. the lucha brothers phoenix i need to talk to you brother. bro brother stop you need to like it, it I put like this it made me think that eddie kingston was like well, he ain't my best friend anyway. So yeah, he just didn't word. step forward. I was going to say, bro, as soon as I saw that him go tofu, for that, about that yes. con Hilo, yeah, that as was. As soon as I saw him flip, I'm like, it's too light, man. It's way too light. And then on top of that, he he uh, had to do a springboard twice because you could tell he, he like tweaked his leg or something. It was yeah. weird. And then even at one point, Archer even tweaked his leg in his match as well. Yeah, he did. I mean, it was kind of cool they did it, though. I mean, he was doing that rope walk attempt, and then yeah. and then I think Eddie knocked him off, and then uh, Blade doing, hit that chop block. They were so. doing a lot to put over uh, the Blade, weren't they? Like, yeah, and he, even Bunny got a, a couple chokes in and he stuff. Did, he looks like, like a wrestler. Look at this guy. I was like, <laughs> damn, okay. And, we, uh, and you know, Butcher is cool, because I like how Lance started with that big crossbody, but Butcher, he's known to hit that crossbody as well. Yeah, but, he um, floored. And, Who was it he floored? I think it was Penta, because yeah, he, he, he ended up oh, suplexing yeah. Penta through the table, and then he ended uh, they No, actually, he hit Phoenix with the crossbody yeah, yeah, while because, Penta got carried yeah, to the Penta back. Penta didn't even get to start the match. Exactly. Officially, yeah, he got... Shit, Phoenix did hit that handspring uh, cutter though on uh, on Kingston, which it it looks good when he does it, man. But you're right, he hot tags, he kind of misses that gun he low to Eddie, or it wasn't enough. But he walks I mean, into he, this. He definitely uh, took more time than needed to to get up. 100%. Oh yeah, you, he was grabbing his head immediately. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But Butcher and Blade they end this with that neck breaker power bomb, which I guess is their new finish since they're not. I hope so because yeah. that other one sucked. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it but i think it's weird to see that one executed with the name that's called and then you see this one with no back name, to yeah. back and it's got no name and it's just like but they just won so say something you know but uh post-match archer does try to get some uh receipts on the heels uh he even tries to choke slam eddie but blade intervenes uh he hits blade with a exploder suplex goes for the blackout but butcher pulls him uh his partner to uh, ringside safety and the heels retreat th th this is what the only question i have for this is why was it archer and not Pac? why is it why wouldn't Pac be in the match i, I just think something's going on maybe what is he had a date or something I, I don't know i mean it seems weird that he'd be back and then but at the same time i think because archer and 
Eddie have unfinished business, you know? So I Do don't they? know. Because it was weird. Even last week, he, he was like, don't think I forgot. And he, like, it seems like they were shoot calling each other bitches. And, like, it was like, yo, is, th- is there something personal tied into here? And I, I don't know. So, but um, you we mentioned her earlier and said she's not been consistent on TV. But we see her this week. Jade Cargill is uh, backstage with Nyla Rose. Uh, they're showing backstage beating up Red Velvet. Nyla's about to hit Velvet with a chair. Big Swole and Serena Deeb intervene to make the save. But then Ivelisse and Diamante show up to kind of back up Jade and Nyla. And then we get kind of a big pull apart with the refs. Uh, this brings us to um, uh, Abaddon, who was in uh, action against, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's Tisha or Tesha Price. I think it was Tesha Price. Tesha Price. There you go. Uh, she dominates early with a big clothesline, Buell throw. No cells, a forearm smash. It looked really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, she ends by hitting a STO, then hitting a gory neckbreaker for the win. Not her usual finish that yeah, I've well, known her for. I was going to say, what is it? She does uh, a spear, and then she also does... Um, uh, it's uh, the um, you know the kneelings the spiking Hurricane Rana. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. that's usually her move. So, but post match we see Abaddon continue to beat up uh, Tesha after the match, and Sheeta shows up with a kendo stick. I'm gonna get into why I hated all this in a second. She enters the ring and uh, immediately attacks Abaddon with a stiff ass kendo, yo, kendo that, shot that, yo, to the it face. Was, it was Sandman esque, right? But that, yeah, the, 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 I I wasn't a fan of her being like, yo, you got a weapon. Why are you so apprehensive? Like, yeah, you, you shouldn't be that apprehensive to get in the ring if you're the one with the weapon. I think that's what it was. Is last week she got scared when some random clutter yeah, fell in the back, and now she's. I got a weapon, so no now I feel like I'm a little more brave. Like <laughs> when I heard the clutter, I'm like, "Oh God, don't tell me Eric Redbeard's here now to take out." <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> we're doing the Roman Reigns uh, storyline. Oh, that'd be fun. But now after the, the the shot from the Kendall stick, she sits up Taker style, which I was not mad at. Uh, but yeah, Sheeta just kind of gets scared and hurries Tesha out the ring, and they both kind of get the hell out of dodge. Like they, these two must have went to school abroad together or something, because I don't know why she has all this. I mean, why do you care? Yeah. You're the champ. Look out for yours. I'm sorry. It is what it is. There's only championships and very, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, sponsorships. No friendships. Championships (laughs) over friendships, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I I don't know. You get a brief backstage segment, Jericho, Guevara, Hager, and Ortiz. They basically say, hey, we're back on the same page, and we're going to join MJF at ringside and make sure he retains that TNT diamond ring. And that will bring us to the major ticket. Uh, of tonight, which is Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Uh, you guys already know they went, uh, you know, Kenny won the bell last week. They said, hey, watch this on Impact. Uh, I watched Impact. The The basis is, you know, they they, they, they showcase the changing of the, of the uh, name on the belt, exclusive for Impact, you know. Um, and it's kind of just a heel promo, you know, them talking about this hasn't been in the in a, a plan for years or it has been a plan for years, not weeks. Uh, they're, they're playing off of uh, Callis's personal history with Omega's uncle from back in the day. Um, and, you know, it, it's basically a lot of this stuff gets reiterated on in the segment. And I mean, we see Kenny arrive via helicopter. He gets the long intro. I'm not going to get into and, it. And 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 I'll just say, yep. Worth noting is he yep. did have the cleaner glasses on. So I was going to say worth noticing is the cleaner glasses, double the dancers, and yeah. which tunnel he walked. Oh no, yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw that because when it was funny because the dancers came out of one tunnel mm-hmm. and he came out the other. Yeah. But, but yeah, oh, oh, and, then, and then if you remember, they were trying to figure out which tunnel they were going to yeah, escape exact, out of last week. Ex- exactly. So. But Callis basically says, hey, I get everyone's upset, but TK can't be upset when he invited me into his house in the I first love place. This. Says, yeah. hey, TK, you're welcome for your first lesson. Welcome to the wrestling business, kid. Yeah. Which is one of his favorite things to say on his podcast, but it's just 
great when it's See, said me, someone's face. See, me not knowing that, I loved it just because everyone always gives uh, all this crap about Tony being like, oh, he's just a guy with a lot of money who wanted to... Yeah. He's just a wrestling fan. He's just like, a mark with money. Yeah, 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 you know, so it's like, you know, that's not how I feel, but it's like knowing that that narrative is out there, I liked how he is taking advantage and, and you know, catering mm. to that side because then people are, are, you know, then how do you play? Oh, they didn't call Tony on this bullshit. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I, but, but he did, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it works and, and it, it helps. You I, know love, what I, mean? I love where they went with this. They basically take credit for the birth of AEW because, you know, yeah. Tony Khan has been on record saying that he got the idea from watching Jericho versus Omega in New Japan, which is a match that Callus is the one that put together. And uh, so they feel like, you know, they're responsible. Even says you can't steal what you create. Uh, you know, and says, but in the long run, best bout machine is back and introduces Kenny. Uh, Kenny talks about how, yeah, they promote family friendly atmosphere, but has never gone to TK, asking to get any of his friends or, or, or his family or his friends a position to do so. Uh, or I'm sorry, hasn't asked to get him a job, even though having the position to do so, being one of the VP, EVPs and stuff. Talks about how long they plotted on this. But at the end of the day, he says, you know what? The match, seven star match, in his opinion, but it was his performance at the end he felt was, quote-unquote, fine art and inspirational and uh, cared less if the fans bought it. It only mattered if Moxley did. Um, he admits to using the microphone on Moxley but says that nobody kicks out of the one-winged angel anyway. And he looks like he's going to announce something else, but Don grabs the mic and says, you know, um, others make matches. Some people make money, but Kenny makes history and tells him, hey, don't. Don't tell him anything just yet. Just do the thing. He does the... Well, which is... Uh, I thought it was poor uh, consistency because on Impact, you said he makes memories. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought he was going to say the memories again, but he said history this time. I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was a little... It fell flat weird in 24 hours. I don't know why. But Kenny just signs off by you know bidding adieu, goodbye, bang, all that stuff. And that brings us to the main event, Orange Cassidy versus MJF. I like this match a lot, the actually. TNT Diamond Ring. I like this match a lot because MJF was on... on a, I, I like watching him work. Yeah. Um, I, I liked uh, different parts about this match where you you know, you know did see Inner Circle uh, for sure working on the same page. Even Sammy yep. was like, you know, he, he threw Orange at one point into the, the ring post and threw him back in the ring. Mm -hmm. uh, while Wardlow had, had the... Or no, no, I believe the best friends were kept trying to get the ref's attention but to no avail there you know they always say he's doing more and more uh, harm than good there oh yeah and, and um but then at one point during the picture in picture you even see the best friends disappear yeah and they come back with some of the uh some Is guys it? from the roster yeah brandon cutler varsity blondes and top flight i guess they got back up so everyone everyone that huh. either was already on the card and not or not doing nothing for the night exactly <laughs> pretty much i gotta uh, add to what you're saying though i like how mjf worked his um he always has cool innovative ways to work on people's hands i think one of yeah. the big thing besides breaking the sunglasses in the beginning of the match which i thought was heel 101 he does that thing where he stuffs his hands in his back pockets and does the apron power bomb oh and yeah I was like, that oh, was awesome shit, that was crazy that you know? was good he did there's another spot where um they were both on the apron mm -hmm. well it was good that they illustrated too because you had him on the apron and then you had orange trying to charge in after oh, him but for he that orange punch but he grabs yeah. him by the hair which forces him onto the apron with him because i was like what was that spot where he just runs into him he just gets ran into like a freaking like eye rake or something but i was oh, like yeah. oh okay he pulled his hair so he had to he forced him 
he has to follow where yeah, his he, hair is going. Because so he's he, controlling him by yeah. that. Gotcha. And then, yeah, he tries to run and hit the orange punch on the apron. And then he does, like, that dive into the ring from the apron well, to he, avoid it, which was pretty. Yeah, and yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, he, he banged his hand pretty bad no, on that did, post. he did, but, yeah. but I was not going to lie. I was more impressed with seeing MJF pull off that kind of nimble Mm-hmm. agility however you want to call it like because i've only seen one other person really do a tumble through a ropes like that and it's usually like mustafa ali yeah you know what i mean yeah definitely um, it, it was uncharacteristic but no running in start a, just in a jumped great, in yeah. in a great surprising way because that's the thing he MJF does that just continues yeah. to surprise me yeah it, it, like every time he'll he'll go for a kick and he's able to do a backflip mm-hmm. like off of it like i'm like oh okay he can he can do some shit you yeah. know but uh, i enjoyed that um i did not enjoy the the two orange punches even though his hand should be yeah, severely and, hurt at and that I, point, and I gotta add to that because before then, you know, it's it's he he hits the shoulder breaker, he hits the yeah. foot stomp onto the arm, he even cranks back his fingers inside the turnbuckle, dude. You that, know what I mean? Yeah, he, and then he, he hit the, the Pete sna- Dunn, uh, or I was the, just the, or say, the yeah, yeah, or the I guess the Marty, snap. the Marty slash Pete Dunn spot, yeah. yeah like, and before he hits back to back punches, so I agree with you on that. I wasn't a fan of that, you know. But he did have a good flurry with the crossbody into the tilt world DDT, yeah, into yeah, the was, diving DDT. Mm-hmm. Um, Even hit the uh, beach break for two. Well, yeah, oh, he, actually, let me get back to that because MJF tries to pull a Eddie G. He, 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 yeah, he gets he did, the bat yeah. tossed to him. He hits the mat. Drops down, but he does not count on Orange refusing to catch the bat. Yeah. So when the ref doesn't turn around, MGF gets back up and starts to swing the bat, and then Orange does a back bump to get his own Eddie G on, which is a good distraction. And while the ref's disposing of Floyd the bat, he does hit the beach break, but only gets two. Um, but, yeah, you're right. We see two back. Uh, he goes for – or uh, does he hit back-to-back, or does he hit one and misses the other one? Uh, Orange punches, I should say. He hits two. He hits one for uh, he he, he hits one and then he like goes like oh, that. Yeah. And then like he pins and then he kicks. Or he, oh, what is it? Uh, Wardlow then, puts his yeah, foot on the rope. Yeah. yeah and then he goes for it. Then he goes for it again when he when he's you know yeah he always tosses his like, elbow pad. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, but it was weird because once they noticed the faces noticed he helped with his leg. Then this weird impromptu brawl happened. The ref is distracted. Miro comes out with Kip on the on the ramp, just runs down, jumps the rope, hits a pretty good clothesline, just, just jumps mowing, back bro. over, and just chills back on the ramp. And MJF just made the cover and won. Now, I'm not mad at this because I feel like, okay, you guys are now starting to build Miro as a destructive person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's with the right guy, but... I just care about his progress. Well, how now long being... is this engagement, and when is this bachelor party? Bro, coming, I'm bro? Saying, we've been talking about it because I feel like they're saving it for because you know Rusev's actual birthday is Christmas Day. Oh, okay. which is why every year on Christmas Day I do. Do you know what today is from uh, from Christmas? I didn't. I had from no the Christmas idea. story. It's like it's Rusev because this is his actual birthday. It's Christmas. Actually, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so I mean, I feel like they're gonna do something special for that if it falls on a Wednesday. I, I mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah. But well, post match is um, again makes makes Miro look strong. You see, best friends uh, they they they're trying to brawl with Kip and Miro, and then the security guards come out trying to separate. But then Miro starts attacking the security guards. He kind of irresponsibly power bombs a guard off the stage. Bro, it just looked really bad. I then mean, clotheslined another. Before. Was that even a power? He just like just dro- like he looked like he he pretty much went for a. 
a snake eyes and just drop them it, on his face. Right? Dude. It, it, it's basically what you can do off the stage in twenty. Oh yeah, that's literally what it does. Yeah. But uh, what I thought too was when he clotheslined that guy and then puts it, he steps on his face. Yeah, you dude. know what I mean, and poses to end the show. So, but uh, yeah, like, oh. Miro looking strong. He's like, well, I thought we treat our, our, our extras like shit. That's how we did it in WWE. <laughs> exactly, I, young I boy. I didn't know. I didn't know. But uh, you know, it was weird. I mean, MGF looked strong and then Miro looked strong, but it was just weird how those are kind of convoluted yeah. a bit you know so well but, i was yeah. one i mean it's just weird again why they keep like you know they got they got a perfect tag team of miro and kip yet they're not touching the best friends in any type of match situation yeah ever since this whole beef has been brewing like i don't i don't understand like you know why wouldn't one of them i mean if they're not going to step up then especially now like i don't want to see next week like no we want to match with the best man and you know just because they cost their friend the yeah. diamond my, i'm like well Bro, they they kind of like inheriting the beef. Yeah, they kind of been on your you know on your bumper for a while. Y'all just haven't been really doing. I mean, they attacked y'all. He was like, oh, remember Orange apologized. Remember when uh, Penelope dressed up like Orange? Oh yeah, I remember that whole shit. She gave him a gift and they just beat him up. And then I remember when they were gonna do some video game extravaganza and then didn't like. Trent get power bombed or somebody got I think Kip got power bombed into the side of the trailer and then Miro just starts yelling at the cameraman like it just get out never, of my way yeah, right but we never <laughs> got a, so we hilarious. never got a follow up you know I forgot so about I, that, I yeah. agree with that but uh, you know that, that was uh, AEW Dynamite this week yeah it was um, you know what yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this has been the, the Quincy Jones Show again. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for mm-hmm. always tuning in every Friday again. We are available everywhere you go to get your podcast, and that would be uh, iTunes. Yep. That would be uh, uh, Pandora. That would yep. be Spotify. iHeartRadio. That would doing? also be SoundCloud and uh, new and improved, also featured on True100Radio.com, yeah. uh, dropping every Friday. I believe we're on the 230 uh, time slot. If yeah, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, Jamal will let me know. But uh, again, if you guys are, you know, you're not with all the hullabaloo, you know what I mean? All, all this, uh, this and that. You don't, you don't want to wait for all this shit to, to to load on your screen. If you're on your phone, just go to true100radio.com. Yeah. And there's always some, uh, not even just my show, also other great uh, shows and hosts that are featured on the channel as well. For uh, real. Feel free to follow us on social media. That is the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, and Quincy Jones Show on Twitter. And again. You know, it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I know uh, y'all going to need a little bit of more clothes or more layers as it's getting colder out here. I mean, I think uh, one thing would be a good little gift idea, actually. It didn't only cost you $10. $10. Ten, Ten dollars. Hit us up, the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com and get yourself an official mm-hmm. Quincy Jones Show podcast pocket tee. They fit great. They Merch feel great freak. and they make you look great. And, and and most importantly, you're supporting us and we appreciate it. Again, only ten dollars. We'll pay for shipping. It's not a big deal. Hit us up. We got sizes from medium large to extra large. And uh hoping to sell those and get a little bit more designs in the rotation. But for now, uh holla at us. Yeah. Can't knock the hustle. Mm-mm. Can only help the hustle. Can. And uh we'd love to help you help yourselves by doing so and getting yourself a KJST. But 
on the other side of things, yeah, I, th- I heard there's something else they could do. There's something else. They, I, I know a lot of people that they, yeah. they love the Christmas spirit. You know, they love the music, mm-hmm. right? But some people they're just you know it's still a little bit too early for all the Christmas caroling. But and the they Christmas still music want too. Something to bump, and I think we can quench that thirst. Doctor, could you prescribe them a little something? I think I got some for them. You know, you just said it. You know, Christmas caroling, all that stuff. You know, we're not looking for a MC Mariah Carey. We're looking for an MC that'll get you through the holidays. That's right. You already know what it is. The hip hop hybrid, the only one in existence in the world of pro wrestling and hip hop underground and, of course, mainstream. It's your boy, Doc Lesnar. And you guys heard me talk about it every single week. We have an episode here. I got music for days. And if you guys want to check it out, go ahead and check your favorite major platform, whether it's iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Tidal, Pandora, Google Play, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. All of the above. Go ahead and check your boy out, D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R, and check out that brand new track, World's Greatest Tag Team, featuring my cohort, my co-pilot right here, my tag team partner for life. That's me. Quincy Jones Go, man. And that thing is uh, up on, I think it's over 2,500 listens right now. And and we thank you. It's been only two weeks since we released it, man. And and, uh, it's It's a true blessing. True blessing. I love the support. Uh, keep it coming, man. Yeah. I, definitely, if you guys are, are are loving the song, keep banging it out, man. Let Please the people do. know. And you know what? Each one, teach one. Put your mans in them on it as well, man. You never know. Please do. You never Pro- know. And uh, yeah, that track, uh, of course, produced by Awesome Beats, man. So please check it out. World's Greatest Tag Team on every platform I just told you. And in the meantime, follow your boy on Instagram, at Doc underscore KJS Pod. I'm the man who loves to make all those memes you laugh about and watch all day long. And Quincy, you know, Quincy, he on it too. We 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 tag team in this this whole shit. You know, we told you. We, we told y'all what it was on to, this mic, two, on those memes, you know, in that ring. Two man tower <laughs> trip. But on that note, we only got three words for you. Top guys out.